Yeah. It's recording. All right. You guys ready? Here we go. One, two, three. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Working Like a Job. My name is Michael Dean. And joining me today, let me first off say, actually, you can't see the names on the screen, but on the upper corner over here, I think pointing that way, is actually my son, as opposed to my son's down below. <laughs> no, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's what we're okay. Well, I need, I need 18 years of child support, homie. Well, yeah. what happened was, uh, <laughs> well, no, actually, uh, my son, Lucas Dean, sir, how are you? I'm doing good, man. Oh, man. Oh, I'm a man. <laughs> hey, man, you invited it. Just like I'm, I said, I'm not, you're going to play in a big man's game? You... Uh, <laughs> Let's Lord, where we think this episode? <laughs> I'm over here like, God damn, this, bro this brother's voice deeper than mine. It's so better than mine. He's actually taller than me. Oh. And, that and ain't much. I'm not a short dude. But uh, but also be clear, he is here. We're I'm just in a different room. He, he's in the living room. So my son is here. I've been enjoying. He's been here. For, we've been here what a month and a half. Yeah, pretty much a month. From you know, visiting from Hawaii, sent for the summer. This oh, is what part of Hawaii is it? Honolulu was it? Um. Well, yeah. I, well, I live in Milani. It's like a town near Honolulu, but yeah, on the island of Oahu. Uh, Hawaii is one of the, probably the most beautiful state in the country. Mm. Now, see how he how he just shrugs his heart like he he's grown up there. So to him, it's like, eh. To us, it's like, man. Shit. I mean, the Honolulu is beautiful, but like the other towns are like they don't really care about them. So, but. Mm. so it, right. so it, it's part of the United States, right? So yeah, that's that stands for peace. <laughs> and and Lucas, uh, just for the audience, the how old are you? Fifteen. 15 what grade you going into uh 11th grade 11th grade and what are some of the things you're into like i just so you want them overachieving negroes because you about a, a year or two ahead damn we're gonna call my man son a negro that's okay that's okay <laughs> i don't care man you did before i call mike a negro oh okay. oh that's different <laughs> yeah because he grown well lucas is grown too <laughs> But uh, I'm so impressed as he he's uh, coding and doing programs oh. and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, I wish. But uh, you know, tell people some of the stuff you into, man. Uh, just computer science mostly. I'm thinking about becoming like or going to like data science. I'm not really sure yet, but yeah, just computer science technology, pretty much it. Well, I'll give you some advice. Learn that and keep that because there's two things they're looking for people that uh do software engineer data scientists and all that and black people that do software engineer data scientists and all that i got i i gotta tell my mike you don't heard a million times i gotta tell my lucas story though oh yes please about what 10 years ago how old is oh. 15 my I'm like 12 years ago going home to indiana going to the local mall where they had uh photos up around the uh, food court and I saw a picture of this couldn't have been more than a one year old this infant looking like this <laughs> in the photo and I was like that's my man's 
That's my man's son. What they they yanking my man for his photos? <laughs> it was a photo of Lucas as an infant that I guess you had licensed uh, to a, a photography uh, uh, studio or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, how was that? Your grandfather worked at a Getty Imaging. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I still yeah. trip off that today. Looking at him now. As we all are also in the building, as you heard him speaking, Mr. Q Storm, sir. It it was a rough two weeks. I'm sorry, two days, last two days. I had a great beginning to the week, had a successful regional meeting that I planned and everything. And the last two days, it all came crumbling down. Uh, It's been an emotional roller coaster. I would just say, if you have elderly parents, mm. I, I feel you. Gotcha, so. gotcha. Well, you, you look, you're feeling better. You don't have the eye patch, and you're back to. Oh running. no, um, <clears throat> I mean, I, I I can see fine now for the most part. Uh, before I wouldn't be able to see any of your faces, but I can mm. I can see you fine now. Still a little, still I got a little bit of astigmatism, but uh, yeah, vision is like 99 percent now. All right, let's, let's say they, they clone Q Storm. <laughs> All right, last but certainly not least, Mr. Amp Pooh. Sir, how are you? I'm doing great, having a great week, and uh, gonna get into a couple of great things this uh weekend. My second uh movie in the park and the Bubble Museum. and. It's a, it's amazing. I got all these, as my cousin used to say, tribe of women. But when you need those tribe of women to take your daughter to the Barbie movie because you'd be damned if you sit through that BS, all of a sudden, none of them got the time to do it. So you got to go see, you gotta see Barbie? I got to go see Barbie. Movie is trash. Is that for kids? That's what I haven't heard yet. Is it for kids or for older people? I don't know. All I know is they did a job on my daughter who wants to go see it, and I haven't been told anything objectionable to it. So, well, let me know. Barbie, let me know how it is because I'm not. Yeah, I, I can't take Gracie to that until I know what's popping. I know how these movies be. They be on some other stuff. Man. Are we gonna be on code, or are we actually gonna go see a Barbie movie? I'm just, I'm just asking. What is uncode about what is un uncode about it? You have to ask. I, I mean, I also don't wear what, I also what, what, what should he be seeing? I also don't wear green on St. Patrick's Day, but yeah, you know. So, so you're still not gonna tell what? us what's uncode about it? Uh no, I, I no, I, I'm good. Go ahead. We're good, we good. <laughs> I'm good. You you brought it up. I was trying to figure out what's what's the alternative. <clears throat> well, you know, but no, go ahead. <laughs> See, don't don't get me to talk. Go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. You want to hear? I, I'm very curious to know what is uncold about it. Well, you know, I might be a little hypocritical because I like yeah. Friends, I like Frasier, I like Seinfeld. So go go enjoy the movie. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> Interesting. Well. Uh, there, there are two big movies that came out this weekend, right? As he said, Barbie, uh, Oppenheimer, the Christopher Nolan uh, epic. It sounds like a three-hour uh, movie, which uh, I don't think any of us have seen yet. I do want to see it. I mean, 
can we say this? Nolan, and actually, yeah, if you want to pull that picture up, Nolan is considered the, the, if not one of the top directors of our, of this generation. Is that a fair thing to say? Yeah. Yeah. You look at quality and uh, box office success. Yes. What do you say, Q? Yeah, I'd say he's he's a name. He's a known known. What's the word I'm looking for? Stuff for the B uh, brand in cinema. One yeah. of maybe one of a few. Who who would be some of the others that normal people and and I remember because this was a conversation you were having or debate in the Discord queue where you didn't think the general populace may have known who Nolan is is that enough to get people to want to go to the movies but who other directors in, in in today's generation are known what other I mean of course I'm gonna say Zach but Coogler 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 and okay. um, Jordan Peele of course. Interesting. Yeah, you're right. Michael, Michael Bay. Mm. See, I, I don't. I don't think the mainstream audience would know Ryan Coogler. See, but remember how big that movie? What's the first movie? Black Panther. Yeah. Oh, no, no, uh, 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 well, no, Ryan Coogler. I'm getting them mixed up. I'm getting them mixed yeah. up. So, but you're talking about Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele. Excuse me. Yeah. Actually, I might kind of agree with you. I, I I think if you said anyone who directed Get Out, I think maybe a lot of black people would know, but we're not talking about one segment of society. We're talking about mainstream society. They're not gonna know. They're not gonna know Jordan Peele. I think if you said who directed, well, um, no, we had to stop mm. right there because Jordan Peele has what a ten plus year run on the Key and Peele show yeah. before he went into his directing. So he's a known. He has a known brand. Mm. If you said plus he did the Twilight Zone, I'm saying I don't think the average person will will put two and two together and say yes. Who directed us and Get Out? They're not going to say they're not going to know Jordan Peele. But if you said who was in Key and Peele, they might know him if you reference it that context that way. But they're not going to know him if you say who directed us. And I don't think people would. I I would be willing to bet. I don't think people would know. You said who directed The Dark Knight? I don't think the average person would say Christopher Nolan. They would say, I don't know. It was a dope movie. Wasn't that a big movie? It was, yeah. Now, if you said E.T., I think most people would know Steven Spielberg. But that's because Steven Spielberg has 30 years of brand recognition. Well, we can put all the conditions out there. I'm just saying. (laughs) Well, I'm just saying. it's, It's a fact. You can't compare. I'm not saying it's not a, but it's a fact that I don't think people would know who Christopher Nolan is if you said who directed uh, Inception, Dark Knight. They wouldn't be. They wouldn't say Christopher Nolan. I got a friend who loves movies like I do. Every time I talk to him, hey, uh, I love that director. Who who was the director? I don't know who you're talking about. How old is he? He's about my age. Okay. I think with uh, Get Out. Jordan Peele. I, I mean, I, to me, I felt like that was part of the marketing of that movie. And every one of his movies, he is the almost the lead name in terms of how they're marketed. Like, you know, this is a Jordan Peele movie. So, you know, it's going to be awesome. The same way I 
now that I'm thinking about it, M. Night Shyamalan, if you consider him of this generation, for better or worse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The general public knows, or oh, I'm about to go watch one of his movies. It's going to be on some, it, it might be on some bush, you know, but they know who he is. <laughs> You know, and that was after after the first film he became a known brand. Yeah, I would I would agree. Yeah, and the thing of it is, is that when you look at the marketing, I mean, even back to when I was a child in the eighties, it'd always be from the director of ET, the director of Beverly Hills Cop, and they keep reinforcing that. They would keep reinforcing the production, the producers of, and that's how you end up getting the name with the properties. Well, I, I'm gonna say this: <clears throat> you can just you can not believe it if you like, but in all the advertising I've ever experienced with, including the classes I took in the school, I've been. It's my understanding you need at least six to ten touch points before people will connect a brand with an item or whatever. So that means they need to see it multiple times before they before they begin to associate with it. I just I, I want to stand by what I say. I don't think people know the name Jordan Peele or Christopher Nolan as much as they know their films. But you would, I, I'm still saying, if you would ask someone who directed this movie, they're going to say, I, I, I don't know. I'm not, I don't remember. I think I know, or names on the tip of my tongue. But I think Jordan, uh, what's his name? Uh, Zack Snyder, Steven Spielberg. Uh, I had a couple others. Um, Michael Bay, maybe M. Night Shyamalan. Uh, Spike, Maybe. Spike Lee. I'm and, talking about this generation, not and, those are I would consider Spielberg and Spike. That's from previous, yeah. People don't really know Spike from my generation at all. Mm, speak on that, or like okay. just I don't have like I could probably ask my friend, like, you know, who Spike Lee is, and he, he doesn't even know who that is, like, at all. No recollection. Yeah, I find that I find that interesting. Like you've seen, I think I've showed you. Well, I know we've watched Do the Right Thing, Lucas. But that might be the only. Sp well, I don't know if you watched Malcolm X all the way. Uh, like I mean, clips of it. I mean, I don't find it that hard to believe because if you look at the last fifteen to twenty years, what has Spike put out? You got yeah, Black Klansman. Films are classic films. Okay, but we're speaking to his generation. Classic. So yeah. If you look at. Classic okay. films means it speaks to multiple generations. When okay. I, my son knew who Michael Jackson, I mean, we're talking about music now, but my son who knew Michael Jackson was at six years old. That's completely <laughs> different, though. Jackson. That's Michael Jackson. Young yeah. though. Huh? That's Michael Jackson, though. That's like completely different. I, well, I'd say there are direct Steven Spielberg. Okay, I would say Steven Spielberg and Spike Lee would be the Michael Jacksons of the, of the movie industry. No, I would think nah. no. Would no, no one's Michael Jackson is the Michael Jackson of pure. Let's not hear that. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I disagree. I mean, I'd say Spielberg is close, but Spike, love the man, he's not in that. This is a guy hey. who did do the right thing. People still talk about that movie today, clearly well, not because he says he doesn't. Yeah, his people that's don't on Mike. That's on Mike. <laughs> <laughs> What? Wow. You, you, okay. you, you wow, off. Man. You're falling off. <laughs> hey. This is a but I mean, but as I was, but as I was said, uh, the thing, you, you have to take a look at with this generation. He's 15. So what that's I don't know if that's Gen Z or Millennial. You have to ask yourself, what has Spike Lee put out in the last 15 years that 
his generation has seen and been like, oh yeah, where I'm, where I'm sure, I mean, I can't, even, I'm about to say Spielberg, but I'm like, dang, I can't even think of a Spielberg film in the last 15 years that I could hang my hat on. And that is that, that difference, you know, out of sight, out of mind. I mean, you got Black Klansmen and I know Mike is on code and whatnot, but is that a film you'd sit down and watch with your son at the time? I think that came out, what, four years ago? He was 11. Is that a film you would show your son at that time? Probably not. But Black Klansman is not a, I wouldn't call that a classic movie. No. My point being is, what films has Spike Lee put out in the last 15 years for the generation that Lucas is in to have, to have watched and known and, be, and revere? And I Spike saying, doesn't have I, that. I would say none. But that's so, not my point. My point but is that's I'm, the point I'm making. That's the point I'm making what, what, as far what, as why his okay. generation isn't familiar with Spike Lee. Okay. Well, he is familiar with, and this may be with Q. He is familiar with a Spike Lee classic, though. Whether Which or not one? the movie do the right thing. Like we watched yeah. that. I consider that a classic movie. Now, obviously, it didn't come out during his time, but Let's do this because I want to continue on what you're bringing up here and what we're kind of talking about, but also want to tie into this picture as well. So Nolan has kind of put out there this week um, because he's out there promoting his movie, which he's a director. He can obviously the actors can't. Uh, and somebody asked him about James Bond and he says uh, the influence of those movies in my filmography is embarrassingly apparent. It would be an amazing privilege to do one. Um, he says, at the same time, when you take on a character like that, you're working with a particular set of constraints. One I was going to ask, and I was just thinking, man, a Nolan James Bond movie could be what the franchise, you know, could need. Like, that could be something that no one saw that coming. And obviously, you know what a Nolan movie kind of would be. But for him to do a James Bond, could it be the same way, like, uh, he did a Batman movie early on, and it sort of changed, or very how much influenced uh, superhero movies for a while. Could you see a Nolan James Bond movie, and what that would be like? Would it be Tenet? I, I was just about to say I don't know if I want him on that because I'm mm -hmm. thinking about more of his recent films like Interstellar, Dom Kirk, Oppenheimer. But then I forgot. I was like, oh yeah, he did. Dark Knight and Inception. And so I'm like, yes, he absolutely can blend great storytelling, great visuals with action. So I'm like, yeah, I guess I, I'm on my Monique. I'd like to see that. Hilarious. Q, would you, you, would you be day one and you buy day one, the Nolan produced Idris Elba, James Bond movie? <laughs> no, not that one. But, uh... <laughs> wow. And why is that? Because it's Nolan or the black man's involved? Well, let's start off with Nolan. Uh, well, James Bond has been around. If you ask me, why wouldn't I go see it for day one dollars? James Bond's been around. It's not. A, it's not a movie. I might see it day two. I would definitely see it day two, day three. But um, I think he could possibly do a good James Bond movie. But I think Nolan tends to be a little bit more cerebral than what James Bond calls for. Uh, maybe not much, but. Uh, it, it would be, it would be, I would like to see, i tell you what, I would rather see him do a Mission Impossible film, which is kind of similar to James Bond, but a little bit more gritty. Hmm. I feel like his Inception, Inception, Tenet, 
not so much memento. Those two off the top of my head strike me as the closest, have the closest DNA to James Bond. But mm-hmm. I tell you one thing, his movies are too damn long. He would have to he has to learn how to edit a little bit better. Yeah, well, you know, I think he's one of those directors. He kind of gets the prints in terms of an artist, you know, the, the studio that lets him kind of do what he wanna do and it's his vision type of thing. He gets that kind of same pass where they just let him do whatever he wants to do. You know, one of the things that I always sometimes complain about his movies, the dialogue is sometimes hard to hear at certain parts. And I heard somebody review this new movie and they said in this one, there was parts where you strain to hear exactly what they're saying. And I guess I'm assuming at this point that is by design. And maybe he's, I don't know what he's pushing, but there just can't be that many movies of his where there's always a complaint. Like I couldn't hear exactly what that person just said. Um, Lucas, if you have any frame of how many James Bond movies have you seen? I'm curious. Well, I've seen all the modern ones, I think. Um, I have, I think I've only seen one of the original James Bond, but that's pretty much it for the most part. Could you see Nolan doing a James Bond movie? Yeah, but it'd probably just be like you know, psychological thriller type thing, action, I guess. But that would be cool to see. All right. And then cycling back to this discussion of, 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 of classics. So I'm curious. We got us old heads on the screen. We always be talking. And I think I could probably guess at what would be sort of the top 10 classic movies that we would all somehow agree upon. But I couldn't do that with Lucas. Uh, so I'm curious. So we're going to go around. And just movies that you like, and I'm, and I'll admittedly, I'm putting Q and Ant, you know, on the spot with this, and have a lot of time to, you know, go in their mind what they're going to be. So that's why I just want top of mind movies. Those are the real ones, like what the ones you'd be thinking about. So, uh, with that said, though, I'm gonna still give them some more time. And Lucas, would you like to go first, or I'll go first, and you can slide yourself in how you want to do it. Uh, you can go first. All right. So quickly, I'm just going to do five movies that are classics to me. No order. Empire Strikes Back. Uh, and that, for me, encompasses all of the Star Wars movies, because I could throw in A New Hope and all that, but I'm not I'm just going to say Empire Strikes Back. I can watch that over and over. Another no-brainer to those who watch this show, BVS, Batman v Superman. To me. Is it classics? Is a classic? For me. Okay. You can't you can't question what the person's class. This is for but me. You can. <laughs> That's much one of my classes. I, I understand how other people hate it or don't like it. I get that, but for me, I can watch that. I watch it all the time. I think about it. So anyway, just just go ahead. Just go ahead and say you're trying to get a check from Zach. This man, That's what it's gotta be. I wish. No, I really. You know what? I'll say. I mean. I really, there's something about that. It wasn't a classic to me when I first saw it, but I did like it. I was just like, wow, this is a lot to take in. It seems kind of rushed, blah, blah, blah. But it wasn't until it comes out on video, you know, uh, and I start to watch it. And then, of course, the Ultimate Edition comes out. And it's like the more I started watching it, the more I was seeing all these details and different things. And I've heard uh, the, what do you call it, commentary, and I've heard other people really dive deep into some of the imagery that was in the background and tracing back some of the 
the lines that the characters are saying, they're very deliberate and they, they're calls to other sort of little things. And I can't think of the writer of the story right now, Chris something. Um, he's wrote in a lot of big movies. Which movie is it again? Uh, Batman v Superman. He's, it's Chris something, the writer of the movie. I can't think of his name. But he's a, I, I think he's a brilliant writer because uh, he's doing a lot. But anyway, and just to me, visually, I like the casting. So to me, it's just one of my favorites. It is what it is. Um, the Matrix is another one of, uh, um, you know, it's a classic movie to me. I think when it came out, the impact that movie had on cinema, it's like if you were doing an action movie or something, they was going to have some Matrix element, whether if it was the way that they dressed or the action. I mean, that movie changed the game better or worse at that time. Um, Akira. It's another classic for me. It's an anime movie. From, uh, I think it was late 80s. Um, just everything about cyberpunk that I love, everything about anime that I love, everything I love about animation, because it is one of the last movies. I don't think there's ever been a movie that has been animated to the detail of this movie, unless you reach back to like Pinocchio or some of those types of movies. They did it like that, where they super articulated the characters and they drew every freaking frame overdrew the frames and the backgrounds are drenched in detail and so it's a beautiful movie as well uh that was four that was my i forgot what my uh it's on the tip of my tongue oh um minister society um there are a number of hood movies and or gangster movies that I would call my classics. But if I had to take those two genres, slam them together, this would be the one that stands out and was just the most impactful for me. I still watch it to this day. I put it up there, if not over, The Godfather, Goodfellas, Boys in the Hood, Juice. Uh, it, it is obviously inspired by Goodfellas and all those movies. But to me, it just spoke to me when I saw it. I remember seeing it for the first time. It blew me away. It kind of scared me a little bit. It was like, this is terrible. And watching it now as a father, it hits different watching it now. God, this is what was going on. You know, back then, this is horrible. Like, you know, has it gotten better or worse? But I just thought that, was, and for that to be the first movie for those, uh, God, what's my brother's name? The Hughes Brothers. For it to be their first movie, and I think they were 20 or 19 years old or something like crazy like that, that's a head bust. You know, out the gate and you're a teenager, that doesn't happen anymore. We don't see, which is an interesting thing that I think about it. But remember, we had the black, let me go on my rant for a second. Remember, we had the influence of Spike Lee and how brothers wanted to be like Spike and make movies. John Singleton was a student. It was to the point where brothers dressed like Spike. You know, they had, they had the cap, the, the glasses. Uh, what's my man? Matty Rich. Um, there was a number of people like you wanted to be like Spike. We could make movies and younger people was making movies. We don't actually. Maybe we do have that today, but I guess maybe those movies are relegated to YouTube or Tubi or something like that. But the movies that was coming out mainstream young black boys men was making movies about their communities that's, that's dope and to me this was the best of that so with that said those are just my five go-to all-time movies all right 
Lucas. Boy, don't embarrass me out here in these streets. No, Go ahead. <laughs> um, okay. Um, I'd say Temple of Doom, uh, Goodfellas, Ghostbusters. Wait, wait, wait. Slow down. Okay. Go to Temple of Doom. Give, give us a little reasons of why. Well, I remember we used to watch that movie like almost every day. Um, like, I guess back then. But um, I don't know. It's just a good movie. Like, just all around good movie. Hold on. Uh, what? <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, nah, go, go ahead. ahead. Say <laughs> this dude just named all the movies I grew up watching. And when I say uh, I would expect him to know a Spike Lee film, y'all like, why would he know that? Why would he know that? He just listed Tim well, Jones. Right. He, and that's, that's Indiana movie. Jones. Why? Because obviously he's. Oh, well, that's Indiana Jones. Okay. Well, I'm saying because me and him watch it together, so he's gonna see some of these movies that you're gonna know because I'm into those movies from that Conspiracy time. Conspiracy brother gonna rip you one, Mike. That's okay. <laughs> you know how I get into you. That's okay. In the high All voice. Right. Let me shut up. Go ahead. Good point, though. Um, what was I saying? Say, so you said uh, Tem Temple of Doom was the second one. Oh, Goodfellas. Damn. Um, and why is that? Well. You showed me that movie like what two years ago, mm -hmm. I think. But I don't know. It's whenever you show me a classic movie, it just sticks with me. So this is just why I picked it. I'd probably watch it again if I could. Okay. Have um, you seen Casino? I don't think I have. I don't mm. think I have yet. You should if watch you like Goodfellas, yeah. you gotta watch Casino yeah. and there's another one. Uh Mean Streets. Mm. Casino for sure. You might watch that tonight, possibly. I don't know if he should uh, be, but he's 15. I don't he's know. 15. Right? We, we good. I wouldn't. It's the it's the difference between letting them just watch it by themselves with no explanation, or you know what I mean, or you their dad or something. You sitting there, we watching it together. We can talk about. It. He wouldn't throw them. Now let me stop. I say something crazy. Go ahead. Um. <laughs> uh, oh, Ghostbusters. Um, that's just my favorite movie of all time. Like I can't stop watching that movie. Just I got concept. Why? Or just just the concept of having a team of people that literally run around catching ghosts and they're all smart and they all have their own thing. It's just cool. You know, the music. Know, just... And and we've talked about you don't see it as a comedy, do you? Yeah, I think it's actually serious. Like I don't take it as a joke. Okay. I didn't even know they were actually like comedians at first. I just thought they were just like big time actors. Can I ask a question? So mm -hmm. of his generation, I'm gonna ask Ask him. He would. He can speak to this. So, did you like the all female version of Ghostbusters? <laughs> no. Well, actually, when we first watched it, I was like being mind controlled, so I kind of did like it. Mind controlled. But, what, what, what? but like, I was like being brainwashed. Like, I I thought it was actually good for a second, but now that I look back at it, like I hate that movie so much. It just ruined it. But brainwashed by who? See, Mike, you're airing your baby. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but no, I want to. Yeah, who, who do you think was the agenda? <laughs> Conspiracy, brother. Yeah. Wow. Michael, I don't know. A, it's just Michael going to get the, uh, the the Apollo hook on him, my man. Okay. Well, you, but you liked you liked uh, Ghostbusters like super early on. You were like a little kid. And you were, and it puzzled me at first, but we must have watched it and somehow. I used to watch the cartoon too, right? 
Remember, yeah. I watched him both seasons. Yeah. But what's what's funny is he said Lucas Lucas said it, he saw it as serious, but it had a character named Slimer in it. See, as a kid, he didn't. And the Harold Ramis character, the nerd. <laughs> That's how it plays to us. You know, like, I, Gracie likes Ghostbusters too. Not as deep as you, but she knows exactly what it is, and she she's into it. I don't know if it's a kids thing or what. I think it's just the song. Like I think that's why the everyone likes Ghostbusters. I can see that. I can yeah. see that. That's true. But whenever I mention Ghostbusters, my friends like they don't really know what I'm talking about, unless it's like the new movie that came out. But mm. so he might be a little outlier slightly in this conversation. But what's your what's the next movie? Um. Uh, I have to say the first Avenger only because that was like the first Marvel movie I've ever seen, like ever. But uh, curious, what's your favorite Marvel movie? Oh gosh, um, Miss Marvel. That's oh, not a movie. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> not even close. I probably have to say like. Either the first Avenger or the, like the original Avengers movie, because I used to watch those movies back, to, like back to back. Oh, oh wait, wait. Do you mean Captain America when you say first Avenger? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Because I'm like, so that's interesting. Yeah. So you, so Captain, and I remember because I bought it and gave it to you. So I'm sure you watched it over and over as a kid. But so yeah, that you like that first Captain America movie. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Um. It's interesting how 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 a younger person will see these movies. Versus how we see these movies, right? What we think would be. Like. I'm surprised he, if he's if he's going with Captain America. I mean, wow! I, I would have thought you'd say Winter Soldier or Civil Civil War because they're so much better. Those movies are just gimmicks, in my opinion. Like, Ooh. Okay. yeah. Like, okay. if you look at them now, like especially No Way Home, it's just a gimmick. Like, it's not really like. Well, No Way Home, I agree with you. That's a gimmick. Yeah, yeah. It looks cool, but the story, I don't know, man. Okay, I can get you with saying Civil War is the gimmick. Yeah. Oh absolutely. God. But Winter Soldier, I'm trying to understand why you call that a gimmick. Yeah, I'm not getting that. I don't get either. Well, oh, no, yeah. no, 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 not Winter Soldier. That was actually pretty good. Yeah. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Well, I, I remember you guys were saying that that movie was like the real Captain America movie, right? It was the first good one. Oh yeah, the first. Yeah, the first good one. And I was saying it sort of uh, harkens to the. Uh, spy thriller type movie uh as well sort of adds that gimmick it's not a gimmick honestly but and keeping it different you know it it is how i explain it it has a spy uh what's the movie that robert redford was in it was three days of the condor or something it kind of has a little bit of that to it which i think only that only matters if you have a frame of reference to robert redford and what that means but i do think it does it's not your average at least at the time it came out, it was not the average superhero movie. That was a step up, and I think that kind of added to the step up. I think what the Woozers brought to it. Um, but anyway, it's your, it's your show, sir. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I don't really know. Um, I oh. guess The Amazing Spider-Man 1, only because wait, only because that was like that's the same. It's the same thing with uh, the first Avenger. I only that's like the only Marvel movie I had, so it's the only thing I can watch. So, you talking about the Andrew but, Garfield? Yeah, yeah, 
But classic? That's his classic. I My classic, it, yeah. I can, I can see people calling that a classic. That was the movie that kind of introduced outside of uh, Iron Man later on, but kind of introduced the renaissance of the superhero movie. That one yeah. in X-Men. But Amazing Spider-Man introduced the uh, renaissance of Superman. It was one of the that came out in 2002, and I recall. No, it came what? out in 2012. Andrew Garfield. Oh, I thought you came out the Tobey Maguire one. No, no, no. <laughs> well, you said all right, all right. Yeah, okay. I, I'm, I'll take that back. <laughs> actually, actually, you know what? Tobey Maguire is more of a classic. What am I talking about? Yeah, that movie's much better. Interesting. All right. Was that five or was that four? That was five. All right, so you say Ghostbusters, Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom, Goodfellas. Mm-hmm. Um, well, last one you just said. Spider-Man. And what was the other one? Uh, Captain America, the First Avenger. Captain America, First Avenger. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Q? <clears throat> so the first four I have are in my top 10 list and i think they all are classics maybe one of them's not number five i'm not sure about but i'm gonna say goodfellas that's a classic just from that one scene with uh your boy uh am i a clown to amuse you uh godfather i mean every scene in that film is good uh so many quotable lines wall street which i'm i'm gonna say that is a class that's probably my favorite film of all time uh, people still say greed is good, and Gordon Gecko. Let me ask Lucas: do you, If I say the name Gordon Gecko, does that mean anything to you? Uh, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, I gave it a shot. Uh, <laughs> Wall Street, and uh, I was gonna say uh, Empire Strikes Back, but I was thinking Star Wars is probably the more classic because it's the one that ushered in the, the new era of filmmaking. But it's period. about what's classic to you, though, not right. Well, I understand that. Okay. Uh, but I would say for me, Empire Strikes Back <clears throat> is a classic because it, it kind of made Star Wars more mature, and it's it's the best of the of the whole series. My fifth one. I gotta stay on, I wanna say like Raiders of the Lost Ark, but I gotta stay on, I gotta get on code one of these movies. So it's kind of, I'm like, is it Minister Society or is it Boys in the Hood? I think Boys in the Hood, I like more than Minister Society, but I think Minister hmm. Society is a better film. Hmm. Or is it Do the Right Thing? Hmm. So it's gonna be one, of, or is it Malcolm? I'm not gonna say Malcolm X, because I think if I'm hmm. going, if I gotta go with Malcolm X to do the right thing, do the right thing. People still, when I think of Rosie Perez, I still think of her in that movie. I, that movie. Can I ask you a question? What's that? Of those three, though, or four, which one is your go-to watch, though? What are you going to watch first? That's the of the three black films? Well, yeah. yeah. Menace. Okay, I said Menace, Boys in the Hood. I said Do the Right Thing. And you also said Malcolm X, too. Okay, so I love Malcolm X, but I'm I want to go with what, what's a classic film. I don't think that's a classic film, even whether it's for me or not. I don't think it's. A, I think it's a great film that everyone should watch. I don't know if it's a classic film. Of the three, I think "Do the Right Thing" is the most classic. 
That's the one you would watch first. But I'm trying to I'm trying to think about it. I'm like, damn. Uh, <laughs> I want an answer. <laughs> I'm probably gonna go with uh I done seen boys in here so many times. I'll probably go with Minister Society. Mm. Okay. Because Minister Society, when I first saw the movie, I couldn't stand it because I didn't get it. And then someone explained what the what the real story was about, and I got it. Mm-hmm. I first saw it. I thought the story was about, are they going to find this videotape, and is my man Kane going to go down? And I was like, when are we going to hear about the videotape? They ain't talking about the videotape. Then my friend explained it to me, that's not what the movie is about. The movie is about these young brothers who have no, everywhere they turn, they have nothing but um, negativity. That's what the movie's about. And when I watched it again, I was like, this is a classic. Mm. All right. Well, we are joined by Big Sexy. Sir, how are you? He's got his belt. That, that, oh. or something? Uh, that is a model of the world-class heavyweight wrestling title. Oh. What's, going What's going on, gentlemen? Man, we are we, we're happy to have you here. As you can see, my son Lucas is. Uh, oh, what's going team. on, Lucas? Hey, man. Hey, so we, we're all here. Wait, 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 and wait, Lucas, so, say something. Yo, deep voice and all that now. Okay, okay, young man. I see how it is. Welcome, man. Glad to meet you finally. Say something, Ooh. boy. I raised you better than that. <laughs> it's nice to meet you too, sir. <laughs> What are we talking about today? Uh, man, we're, we're talking about some movies. So we're actually in the midst of, we're kind of having a discussion of what what are classic movies, maybe what makes a classic movie. So we're all giving just five go-to movies that we all love and that we would play. Not necessarily what are considered the critical thing, but what are your sort of picks. So I'm going to give you some time. We're going to go to Aunt Pooh. Aunt Pooh's going to share his five. Sir. Cool. Okay. <clears throat> For me, you know, I got to keep it black and I got to keep it West Coast. So uh, my first one is Friday. And for me, it's a classic comedy. And it came out in a time when hood movies, as we were seeing them, were do- Spike Lee's that had to have this message and show the hardship. Boys in the Hood, Minutes to Society. Here was a hood movie that showed it like it was, but it, it ain't all bad in the hood. And, you know, for, for me and my people, I'm sorry, people that I grew up with, they related more to Friday than Boys in the Hood and Minister Society because that's like, yeah, that's kind of like how our days go. I literally had a Debo. I had a Debo who would just come by and just fuck with us. We were like four or five years younger uh, than him. He would just come around and just whoop on our asses and pause. And we just couldn't do shit about it. We had a Debo. So, yeah, Friday is classic. And I feel like it changed the game in the point of we can do these, we can do these black movies. Because, you know, in the, in the 70s, you had the black exploitation. And then you had uh, Bill Cosby, City Portier doing um, Uptown Saturday Night, where they had that somewhat comedy. Then we got over to movies with a message in the hood. And I was like, there's a message in there, but we're going to make your ass laugh. So that's a classic to me. Um, of course, Star Wars, because you know, it it changed the game. And anytime that it's on, I gotta watch it. 
Uh, another one that I feel absolutely changed the game is a classic. It started his career, 48 Hours. I cannot mm. tell you if they really did that, that buddy cop scenario before it, but it became the template moving forward. The 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 grizzled veteran with the wisecracking youngster. Sometimes they 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 change it up with uh, black and white, or it'd be two white cops. Forty eight hours, absolutely classic. And Eddie Murphy to be twenty one at that age to deliver the performance that he did, amazing. That's a masterclass. Like that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. yeah. It's just amazing. And then of course. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to dig deep, 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 deep in the crates, but classic from across the sea, land of the rising sun, battle Royale. If you have not mm. seen this movie, you have to, it is a classic. First off the, uh, the woman that did, uh, the hunger games, she copied the whole flow bar for bar, word for word. That's a great so movie. Bad. You seen that movie? Or oh, I've seen, I, I keep seeing clips like on the internet. It's starting to gain popularity again, but yeah, it's a good movie. But Mike, this is how it affected you. Because of Battle Royale, we got PUBG, we got Fortnite, we got Call of Duty Warzone and all that because of the concept in that movie. And it's just, people have milked it and have changed it and tweaked it. I uh, think, what was the, the ah, there's the, 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 the movie, the something complex, the 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 Bilplex experiment. I can't. I can't. Oh, I know what you're talking, but I seen yeah, this. But but stole it from that as well. Yeah. Classic movie. So that's three. Um, Shawshank Redemption. Uh, in my in my opinion, uh, fight me on it. Stephen King's best adapted film ever. And when I first heard about it, um, it was, I was just told a long time ago, long 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 time ago, a woman I was dating. She's like, yeah, we're going to watch this. You're going to love this, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, Shawshank Redemption? What the Because all I remembered was just seeing Tim Robbins in the middle, in the dark, standing up with his arms up with the rain coming down. And I'm like, I don't want to see that damn movie. Worst decision of my life. Because when I did see it, amazing, amazing acting, amazing story. If it didn't want to make, if it, if it didn't, if prior to that, I wanted to never go to jail. I never want to do anything to go to jail. <laughs> After that movie, I hell hell no. I, I'm never going to jail. And then uh, the last one, I will say, I'm going back into the crates again. Doctor Strange Love, or How I Learned to Relax and Accept the Bomb. Never. That that is a classic. It's great. Um, People today wish they could do political satire as great as they did in that film. It was just amazing story. Just out of nowhere, apparently there was a mistake. I can't remember. I don't know if it was Russia. No, no, yeah. America, some uh, rogue general decided, yeah, we've been uh, tooling up. every. We got a thousand bombs. Russia got a thousand bombs. Well, let's just take them off the map. And he put into set into motion to uh, to drop a nuclear bomb in Russia. And Russia was like, I guess this is the end of it. We shooting back at China. And you, you just have to watch it. There's the scene in the war room where all of the generals, all of the cabinet members are just going at it. Brilliant. 
It hasn't been topped since then, and absolutely a classic film. Watched it in, uh, I think it was my junior year in political science class at UCLA. Yes, I had to put that up in there. Okay. I, 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 I shamelessly admit I've never seen it, but growing up, that was the movie that everyone would always bring up as one of the top movies uh, you know, in the game. Yeah. Very interesting. I like that. I, I, isn't that a, um, what is his name? Stanley Kubrick? Wasn't that a Kubrick film? Yeah. Oh, it so, is. There you go. Is that the movie that, with the guys riding the rocket ship? Yep. Okay. Yep. That image. No, the, the, the nuclear bomb. Nuclear. Oh, okay. Yes. Very, I, I yeah. kind of. All right. Big Sexy, man. I know you got something for us. <laughs> well, as usual, I can be counted on to have done this correctly. And even though I'm winging off the top of my head, we're going to go ahead and start with Philadelphia. You know, uh, mm -hmm. that was the really the ascent of Tom Hanks as a, quote, serious actor. Uh, Denzel damn near stole the movie, and it told a just heartbreaking story how the company did this guy wrong for no reason other than who he was sleeping with. And as you watch it unfold, it's really Tom Hanks who carries it, but as he got, as the character got sick, Denzel really did his thing in the courtroom. And yes, I have stolen from that and used it in my own uh, hearings and trials sometimes. Um, I just it, watched that a couple weeks ago. For the first I time? I think he played it. Not the way it was. Denzel was talking crazy in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you have to say it and get it out there. Like he said, you know, you will punk, you will faggot. What? What's up? Yeah. And he had to get it out, and everybody was all shocked by it. He's all, look, that's what we're here about. That's what we're here today. Let's talk about this. We're going to do it. Let's do it. Now, would he get sanctioned by the judge? Of course. But he took his shot. You know, And at the end of the day, his duty is to his client. And he won the case. That's the key. Uh, going on to my next film. Yes, we're going to have some mob drama in here. Godfather. Mm -hmm. You know, especially because after seeing the, what was it called? The miniseries on it that they just did. Oh, is that the one uh, with uh, Miles Teller? Yes. That was excellent. Yes. I had no idea that one of the producers from Hogan's Heroes, of all things, put this in motion hmm. and put all this work in and got um, Scorsese to do it and they had to do all these different things. And when you look at the scene in the beginning, after seeing the uh, doc or docudrama, oh, I hate that phrase. But after seeing that, when you see the opening <clears> scene <throat> where the guy's there, oh, I need justice for my daughter, that scene was really just put together. You know, I'm like, just the talent was just leaping off the uh, off the screen there. And it is a masterclass in filmmaking. I have never seen Citizen Kane. I own it. One day I'll block out a few hours to watch it. But to me, this is the greatest American film. Sorry. Fight me on this. Um, next. And again, I think there's a theme here. Malcolm X. Mm. Loved it. You know, and what Spike had to go through to make this, had to go out and get all these extra, you know, we'll call them donations from these other um, luminaries to tell his story. And it was an amazing story. I know I do understand that a couple of things in the film were 
were a little more fictional than in the, the actual biography. But he told an amazing story. And I, every time I see it near the end, it just it just breaks my heart. You know, the guys in the mosque and get your head in my pocket. And all of a sudden they start shooting on it for no, again, no reason. You know, shout out to, uh, I believe he, I don't think he's no longer with us. Um, the great Al Freeman who played uh, Elijah Muhammad. And I knew Al Freeman from the back in the day on One Life to Live as a, as a police commissioner. You know, so when I saw him do this, like, hey, man, Al, do what you do. Um, I'm sorry, real quick, I hate to interrupt you real quick, but he played Malcolm X in the Roots series as well. Oh, shit, he did. What? Yeah. The, the second generation of Roots, he played Malcolm X. I need to watch this because I don't remember that at all. Yeah, um, there was a, when uh, they got to the point where Alex Haley started getting his writing career, they brought mm -hmm. Al Freeman in as Malcolm X, and he was talking with him about getting the book made. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, I've been critical of Spike Lee on several of his films. I love some, most of them. But when he came out from Jump and said, look, I need to do this movie. I forget who the other director was, who they had tapped for it. But Spike went to him directly. And the guy was like, cool, I'll step aside. And Spike put his money where his mouth was. And he, and he came through. And just recently picked it up in 4K too. The guy, it was a masterclass. How does it look? Oh, it looks fantastic. It looks fantastic. Um, my next film, we're gonna go a little off the rails here. Blazing Saddles. Talk about a movie that cannot be made today. It will be that. I love that movie. Whenever it's on, I will watch it. I mean, I own it on Blu-ray. I don't know, I own the original DVD. If they hit it on 4K, I'll own it there too. Love that movie, Cleveland. I've never seen that movie. What? I've only because seen bits and pieces myself, too. When I was younger, I thought it was uh, racist from what I, the clips I saw. <laughs> you thought it was woke. I saw, I saw, what was is it? Uh, Clifton Davis, is that the star? No, what's his name? Cleveland Little. Cleveland Little, right, right. I don't know. I just the clips I saw, which I don't remember. I just I'm not watching that movie. In my opinion, I don't think it hits as strong as it did when it was first released. Like, because I I've been hearing about it, and when I finally watched it, I was just like, I don't think it's that funny. And and by that point, I, I mean I think I might have watched it for the first time in 2000, 2001. Yeah. So the stinging commentary just didn't land with me. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Dr. I mean, Strangelove landed with you, but Blazing Saddles doesn't. Bro, I have a degree in history, so of course that's going to land with me. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah. Oh. I, I, I will say this. I, I will say, if I can watch, and I should watch that movie. Yes. If I can, if I can watch All in the Family, I suppose I could watch that. Lord. <laughs> I don't know how you compare those two. But... Uh, anyway, moving well, right both, along here. The content is a little edgy in terms of race. That's that's the that's the comparison. Little House on the Prairie was edgy. Thank you. I said all in Thank the family. All oh, in the all family. in the family. Uh, but he loves Little family. House on the Prairie. Okay, I don't know. Where I do I love Little House on the Prairie, but I wouldn't. I never brought that up. That's so funny. That's what I thought you said because I know you brought that up before. My bad. 
Lord. You love yes, Little House on the Prairie, but you think Blazing Saddles. Why are you talking about Little House on the Prairie? <laughs> See, here's what we think about you. That's it, why. It, why would anybody talk about that bullshit? Moving right along here. Moving right along here. The movie is hilarious. It was hilarious then. It's hilarious now. No way it gets made today. Absolutely not. No possibility. In fact, I told somebody once that if they did remake it and put in Tracy Morgan. And what's the other guy's name? Uh, oh, dude. This Jack white comedian. Black. Oh, God. He's, no, Jack Black's not bad. What's his name? Dane Cook. If they put in Dane Cook and Tracy Morgan, I would burn the studio down if they try to remake it with those two. I don't know if anybody's studying Dane Cook. <laughs> I said this years ago. Shut up. Uh, now, and fifth and finally, oh, yes, the Goodfellas. The story of Henry Hill. Guy, you know, was a kid, got dragged into it, loved it, lived it, then became strung out and turned into a rat. That's really essential. Essential what he did. Gave his t- people up because he put it all up his nose. Stupid. <laughs> love that. But I love that movie. And, and it really talks about that, uh, the whole system, as The Godfather does too the whole organized crime system and how this hierarchy works. And you can put that on any type of movie where there there's criminal enterprises going on. You look at the wire, same thing. You know, there, there are rules to the game. You just can't go out there and, uh, and cowboy it. Someone will come see you. And if you don't want to stand in line or step, fall in line, you'll fall down. That simple. You know, another master film. Loved it. Loved it. Lucas. Hey, Mike. That, that film as well as one of his picks. See, Lucas is cl- clearly a man of breeding, education, and culture. That's why. <laughs> hey, Mark, do you know how has uh, Goodfellas been ruined for you because of its tying with another film? What other film? Uh, my Blue Heaven. No, my, my my Blue Heaven was crap, and no, it does not tie into me at all. Uh, okay, because the main character is yeah. the same character from Goodfellas. Yeah. 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 What is My Blue Heaven? I don't know. My Blue Heaven is a comedy with Steve Martin and Rick Moranis where Steve Martin comes to the small town and witness protection. And his character is the same name and is quote based on the character that uh, Ray Liotta played in Goodfellas. Because, you know, at the end, he goes into witness protection. Right, right. And this movie. Rap? Yeah, this movie, the same character. Oh, okay. Kid, kid you not, yeah. Well, I'll give it up. Henry Hill got paid twice. So I'll give give that to him, you know. <laughs> you know, this is funny. I didn't know anything about Henry Hill before this movie. Um, so being that this movie is based on a real person, I was trying to think what would be a movie of today that they could make of some character like this that could be a classic movie. And, and just because of what's going on in the news this last week, what if it was the Keefe D? Who? So that's what I'm saying. So you, the same way you wouldn't know Keefe, uh, you heard that the Tupac, they just raided somebody's house this week in, in regards to the murder. Well, Keefe D, uh, he was, now they may say he might have been the one who actually was pulling the trigger in the shooting. He was in the car, in the other car that shot Tupac. The rumor was always that it was his nephew, Orlando Anderson, that did the shooting. But the way they're saying it now is Orlando Anderson had, had a dislocated shoulder from that beating in, in Vegas. So there'd be no way he could have had his arm hanging out that window shooting. 
and so they're saying it probably was Keefe. Now, why it's in the news because Keefe D over the last 10 years has been writing books and doing documentaries on BT, and now he's been all Vlad all last couple months, literally just spilling it all out like a dumbass. And <laughs> you know, there's you know, there's no statute of limitations on murder, I, I would assume. So that's why they raided his house last week. Is that his claim to fame? Being pretty much and he was a hardcore he was a he was a real baller back in that day you know he was moving dope and of course he's tied in with the crips i don't know the specific set but Southside crips i think so he was a shot caller at the time and so, so i'm saying i could see a movie because he was really all of that and then tied him to one of the most iconic rappers of all time i could see how a movie could be made of that so and, again but, i i don't want to be wrong here but I, I do have to ask so this guy and the other guy orlando anderson is that his name mm -hmm. Which, is that the guy who got beat up in the club in, in the in the vegas yep. hotel he was his nephew yep so all this was about him getting beat up in a hotel and they went and got guns and retaliated essentially yeah i mean but these guys are <laughs> gangsters so you're not gonna slap a shooter and don't think he's not gonna do something about it but go ahead. so what does mike like to say they beat up the wrong one. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. And the money get low. Hilarious. <laughs> if, right, if, so there's, if they got resolution on that, complete resolution, and addressed it, I can see that being made, yeah. If they get, you know, some of the musical clearances, yeah, I can see that being made. Yeah, I mean, they've already made, BET made a whole... There's actually that that movie. It was a TV series that was on. Was it FX? It was the Biggie Tupac mini. It was a you know. It was on USA. Something about the USA. Biggie Tupac. Keefe D was one of the characters in that. Okay. Wow. Yeah, yeah. They raided it when the guy's house gets raided, and he was snitching to the police officer. That was Keefe D's character. So they've so already learned stuff on it. You know. So he should have learned a lesson from Russell Simmons. If you're gonna run your mouth, take your ass to some place where they can't extradite you. <laughs> wow. All right. But uh movie-wise, um, that's so this is this is a great list. Now, with that, I want to go back to Lucas. So we had a conversation about like what makes a classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What 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 makes a classic? So in this case, what makes a classic movie? And it's interesting that all the movies that you named. I guess you could argue, except for Captain America, they seem to be all older movies. So the question is, is it is it time that makes these movies classic for you? Or is it just because you saw them at a particular time where they stood stood tall with you? Because, again, you named Goodfellas, Temple of Doom, Ghostbusters, um, The First Avenger. And I'm sorry, I keep forgetting the other movie. Uh, but the majority of those movies were older, some 80 movies from the 80s. He said Temple, yeah. Temple of Doom, Ghostbusters, Spider Man. Spider Man. That was so, yeah, you didn't name, like, I always thought maybe you would name more contemporary movies to you, but what, what makes a classic movie to you? Um, well, just any movie that's like, I could see myself watching over and over again. Like I can't stop myself from watching it basically. Or um, like something like a topic that I'm really, in, you know, like into 
I think that's what a classic is to me. Okay. But but you you can see the argument could be like you did pick those movies that are from a different yeah. generation from you, right? Yeah. Uh, and Pooh, and Pooh, what makes a classic movie to you? What makes a classic? Well, for me, first and foremost, it's got to be good. Good acting, good story, a good mm -hmm. film overall. Secondly, it's impact. The fact that it has inspired or been copied in some respect, or the fact that people keep trying to redo it and duplicate it, the success of that film. Those are my two criteria. Can there be bad classics? Can something be a classic because it is terrible? Oh, God, yes. I would say, I mean, when you say that, just because it's classically bad, yeah. Still classic, classic, yeah. Right. Yeah. But I'm, I'm just, yeah, I'm just trying to wrap my head around it. Like, can you call a bad movie classic? And I'm like, in the sense that everybody knows, oh, that was trash. Like, yeah. So I guess so. Rocky Horror Picture Show. You actually saw it? <laughs> I did, and that was the first time I ever got called to end. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> story. You need some time. There's a story behind that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it had nothing to do with the movie. I, I was walking in there with a white girl. And there it is. I heard I heard someone. I didn't want to be there. I did not want to be there. Uh and just and can you it. explain to Lucas, because I don't know if he knows the context of you went to this. This, this movie didn't just come out when you saw it. Oh, no, this movie was the 60s, I believe, right? So it's 19, 1974. It's a cult classic, but they right. would show it at night. It was at when, midnight. Right. midnight. So, this, so it's, you, you just hear what you say. It's a movie that came out in the 60s or something, but it was playing. When did you see it? Okay. I was in college, and that was probably my sophomore year. So that would have been 1985, 86. And it was playing in theaters. It played like at midnight or something? It was playing at the campus, at the, the student union. And people would generally go dressed up like the movie and sing <clears throat> along to it. Like, they did have to put the rain for a minute, man. Interesting. Which I don't think there's a, but anyway, go ahead. And so they how they they called you. Hey now. I, I mean, I was walking in with her and I did not want to be there, but someone said it, and I I wasn't gonna fight everybody in the theater trying to find a person to say it. So what'd you do? <laughs> hey, <laughs> or did you walk out? Oh, uh, you got jokes? <laughs> <laughs> what we do here. Go ahead. She she probably got more she she got more upset than I did. I was suspecting it. <laughs> wait wait, you said the the white girl got more upset than you did. I said she probably I'm I'm exaggerating a little bit, but she probably got more upset than I did because I was expecting that shit. Oh excuse me, I'm sorry, young man. Who <laughs> listens to the show? This was in Indiana, and you yep, both. Indiana University. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> All right, so you, uh, what were we talking about? So we're talking about classic movies. I'm saying there could be classically bad. I think, Lucas, you were going to say something, though. Objection, go ahead. Or I was just going to ask, like, when you say a bad classic, does that mean you would see it, like, continuously? Or is that just Hell like a... no. no. Thank you. Okay. But that doesn't, no. it's still a classic. It's still god-awful, yes. 
But I mean, like, there can be bad, there can be god awfully bad classes. Hey, Mark, I will not take any bonfire of the vanities. Bonfire of the vanities. I said it, and we can take it outside. That movie that was movie, terrible. I'm not gonna take it outside, but watch <laughs> that movie out. was awful. That was all the bad. star power in that movie. Please, that movie was terrible. I love that film. That oh, needs to be Lord. remade. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it mean. needs to be burned and buried somewhere. The movie was horrible. The, the The Last Dragon is that a bad class? Some people love. I think it's it, horrible. It's, oh, it, it's, it's, it's bad, it, but it's not horrible. Give me a black card. Give me a black card right it's, now. It's com- comedically bad. That's a bad classic. You know, it's supposed <laughs> yeah, to be uh, bad the way they did it. You know, yeah. like Vanity, it. doesn't Vanity sing for the, in that movie or something? Oh, no, hey. I'm thinking of Carl Weathers when she sings Carl Weathers. No, she's singing. She's singing. Seventh Heaven. Oh. Seventh Heaven. Well, then Morris says, "Fine as she is, she ain't got to sing." Yeah, it was fine. <laughs> that movie was terrible, but it wasn't. But it was like almost satirically terrible because when you have the Bruce, time Bruce dude, and you call him Bruce, and the other guy was Bruce Leroy. Like, come on, man. That's the oh, thing. Come on, come on. am was I the meanest? Time or were they joking? Like, that's. I think they were joking. They had to be. Come on, when when Shonuff come in, am I the meanest? Shonuff, classic. Oh, here's one for you guys. And then when he says, "But why don't you make? Why don't you come down and make me sit down?" Oh, what the fuck, y'all? Hey, can I throw out another class? Catches bullets with his teeth. Nigga, please. I don't know if this was a bad classic. I remember enjoying it, but Crush Groove. Oh, I loved it at the time. The fat yeah, boy stole bad, the movie. That's a bad classic. <laughs> that's a bad that was when I first heard of this cat called LL Cool J. And mm-hmm. we classic. was all in the theater bobbing the head. Yes. Cheering, man. Now, here's a new bad classic, Soul Play. Oof. God, that's mm-hmm. not even a classic. No. No, I've never seen like the whole. You thing. said no. bad classic, yeah. That's a new no. bad classic. So yeah, that's no. just bad. Yeah. It was just bad. <laughs> I, I can see what you're saying. Yeah. I like that movie for one reason, Sofia Vergara. That's it. Hmm. I didn't know she was in it. That's they her lost first, me after, was her first starring, not starring, but first role. They lost me after four or five minutes. I'm like, this is some bullshit. <laughs> I was supposed out. to be like the black airplane, essentially. Oh. That that what they were supposed to be yeah. as clever as that, but yeah. <laughs> okay, we're gonna get we're gonna talk bad films. Then we have to start with Hudson Hawk. Now that, that was, was god awful. That's Bruce Willis. Yes, Bruce Willis and Danny Aiello, and it was terrible, mm. terrible. I'll tell you mm. another movie that's a classic that I think is bad. I just think it's bad. Uh, Fifth Element. Oh my god. Hey. Oh god. That, that is bad. That is uh, bad. Other than the I, colors for testing your system, the movie's crap. I can it's see a how classic. I just don't get it. It's a classic. Yeah, I, I think it's fascinating. It is hokey. It is hokey. It's over the top. Did you say hokum? Hokey. 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 Okay. It's goofy at a time, but I think visually, that's a classic movie. What's and that? Stars movie? Bruce Willis. So we got Bruce Willis in three. Wasn't he in uh, Bonfather Vanities too? Yes, he was, which was terrible. <laughs> Bruce, but but that's his. I mean, Bruce always. Yeah, wasn't he in like every movie? Yeah, he was in all these straight to streaming. He's getting his. He's always got his back. 
he was always when the money get. I mean, I just had the mindset, I guess. Money was stay low with that guy because those are terrible. <laughs> he didn't turn down a damn. He was the original Sam Jackson. He like he was. <laughs> he was gonna be in yeah. Uh okay. Speaking of movies, uh, did you guys have any other movies, classic or whatever you wanted to bring up, one way or the other? Oh, I guess I didn't ask Q or. Uh, or big sexy, particularly, what makes a classic movie to you guys? Cute. Uh, for me, it is something, something about the film that stands the test of time. Whether it's a saying or a phrase, it's a new filmmaking technique, or, like you said, the Matrix. That, of course, included a lot of filmmaking techniques, but it included. Just film themes and, and things that we still see today. Bullet time. I mean, that shit. I, I would say to a certain degree, we still see that today. Uh, so something that has a that has a phrase or a saying that is still part of the zeitgeist of uh, popular culture for years for years, eons. Hmm. Like me at Wall Street, just a, just a simple phrase, two phrases from that film you still hear today. What's in it for me? And greed is good. That makes it a classic right there. Those are from Wall Street. I see somebody shaking their head. I think those are those phrases were made popular by that film. And the phrase okay. is what's in it from why? Oh yeah, yeah, that's it. Go ahead, Lucas. What were you gonna say? Oh, I got another one. He wants that smoke and cues and that. Do it, do it, Lucas. I got your back. Go ahead, man. Nah, no. I would say Jerry Maguire. Uh, show me the money. Show me the money. Show that me the money. Crap, too. Ugh. Huh? What? That Jerry movie Maguire? was crap. Crap. Rod was crap. Rod Kidwell was crap. That movie was Big sexy. crap. I'm gonna give you three lines from that film and make it a classic. You complete me. Show me the money. Help me help you. Those three lines alone make that a classic. Help me help you is not from that film. It was that's been around for eons. So try but Tom, look, Tom Cruise said it. Now it was on everybody's radar. No, I mean Michael Jackson was not the first person to invent the moonwalk, but then nobody, the mainstream didn't know nothing about no moonwalk until he did it. Number no moonwalk. Yeah, you heard. I use the bonics. You heard me. It wasn't, didn't old boy want to Excuse me, the political correct term is AAVE. Well, what's what's the, what didn't he win an Oscar? Show me, uh, what's his name? Show me the money guy. Oh, no, uh, 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 Cuba Gooding. Cuba Gooding. You said that movie was crap. I'm curious, how is it crap? Again, from the, again, the Rod Tidwell subplot was okay. Overall, the the chick, what's her name? Renee Zellweger. Terrible. What? Terrible. I didn't need any of that crap. I needed the football stuff. I needed the intricacies of how it works. Not you complete me. <laughs> Fuck all. But it was it, the, the story was directed by Cameron Crowe. Was never going to be an action film or a sports film. I don't like it's Cameron Crowe movies. So it's go. basically a rom com with sports. It's the only rom com. I can halfway tolerate other than when Harry met Sally. You can launch, you can sit through that crap and got a problem with blazing saddles, really? 
I never saw Blazing Saddles. I'm, I'm not. A, okay. I'm not saying it was a bad okay. movie. I'm not you saying that was a bad. It, movie. I it wasn't. A, I'm not, I can't say. I'm challenging you to watch it. I, I said I will, but right. I, and I probably won't say it's crap after I watch it. But oh, because it's fantastic. That's why. How you can say uh, Jeremy Guard's crap is man. Okay. Very simple. Could, could you argue that a show like Ballers is, is influenced by Jerry? Jerry Maguire. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, you can say ballers. You can say, um, oh god, first Sunday, first Sunday, I believe what it was called when Kevin Costner did. There, uh, yeah. there, there a lot of these types of films like that. that try to uh, any given Sundays? That's what you're talking about. Any given Sunday. Thank you. Yes, that. Yeah. It was Al Pacino, by the way. Yeah, before ballers, there was um, Arliss, which was kind of the same. same was, I heard that was all terrible. children of of the Tom Cruise movie. That was before the Tyler Perry movie. Oh, what? Arliss? Arliss, yeah. Oh, okay, I, I haven't seen it. Arliss was an HBO show. Yeah. It was only lasted one season. And it was Three before seasons. the Tom Cruise movie? Three seasons. I'm pretty sure it was, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was. Okay. Right on. All right. Well, speak- wait, 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 wait. Now, what makes a classic film, you know, one or there to be god awful or uh, truly good. Is does it stand the test of time? You know, I look at it from a musical standpoint. I forget the album, but someone was saying that something from like a year ago. Oh man, it's an old time classic. How the fuck do you know? It's only a year old. It has to stand the test of time. Um, I'm just gonna whip a couple things off my head musically. Uh, Songs in the Key of Life. Yeah, that's a classic. That stands the test of time. You know, a lot of things just don't. They can be good for the moment. They can be good, you know, in that little era. But all time classic, it's got to it's got to hit you on a certain level. You know, there are films from the '60s. Uh, I picked Godfather. That was what 1972. I was a while ago. I was eight years old. I didn't see Godfather until I was well into my twenties. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> What'd you say? I didn't see Godfather until I was well in my twenties, man. Oh no, I thought I thought Q said something. Fuck you, or something. Why are you trying to start? I coughed. You know, Taxi Driver, classic. You know, there's so many movies that are out there that are classic, and, and they stand the test of time. A lot of movies, like so, a lot of the current films that are getting all the praise now. Yeah, where are they going to be in ten years? Who knows? Mm-hmm. Can I add this? And it's something me and Lucas was really debating on. Uh, I was saying that a lot of movies that came out back then that sort of that flopped became classics over time. You know, Scarface. That was not, if y'all can correct me, that was not a blockbuster hit. Most people thought that was way too much. Uh, It was too long. It was too long. It was panned, but it became a classic years later. Uh, Wizard of Oz. That movie flopped out major. Over budget, all that good stuff. It became a classic after being shown on TV. Or, or, a billion times, yeah. Yeah. So I was just saying, like, movies, some movies, not, and also, oh, here we go, y'all can kill me now. That's why I was saying, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe 20 years from now, somehow, BVS, that's right, I said it. Uh, let it go, let it go. If that became a classic, the same way some of the classics are today, were panned when they were released, and people look at you like it was crazy if you said that. But I could see because of how what's going on in that movie, 
that I could see that becoming a classic later. And I was saying, because of the point, it's interesting that you see the movie like that, even though it was released, what, almost nine years ago or something like that, it's still being talked about so heavily online. So I'll rest my case. That was nine years ago? I think it was like eight, maybe almost nine. Dang. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I believe it was 2016. Trash. But no, it's not going to be good. Yeah, but it's what not going to be I'll run in that room and whoop you right now live on the street. <laughs> I don't know. He might be able to take you now. <laughs> he might. You got that deep voice, man. You got to leave him alone. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right. See, he said, anyway. <laughs> he, saw, he saw that shit as a challenge, actually. <laughs> I mean, fuck but uh all right one of the moves let's move to current day um this movie might be a, i i this could be a classic at some point possibly the Don't. new movie it just came uh. out. they cloned tyrone just came out on netflix you know had seen the trailer and was kind of like yeah, i don't know but Watched it last night. Me and Lucas watched it last night. But before we get into ours, Aunt Pooh, I know you've seen this movie. I am curious to what you have thought of the movie. They cloned Tyrone. I put it on Facebook, and I when I was done watching it, I just it instantly popped into my head, and I had to just go run to Facebook and say, "They cloned Tyrone." is the film that Boots Riley thought he was making when he made Sorry to Bother You. This movie is so deep. It has, it's filled with a lot of great social commentary. And even on, but more importantly, unlike what Boots did, I'm sorry, I don't mean to besmirch the good name of our brother. They made a good film. It was so layered. It was so complex. It was funny. It was heartbreaking. It was just laugh out loud, outrageous. And and at this sorry. And at the same time, it was wild. You're like, what what the hell is going on? I had to rewind several times, like 20, 30 <coughs> minutes to, to really catch what is going on. Because at the beginning of this film. You know what, can I stop you right there? And I'm sorry to do that, but I forgot. I should have did this before. I'm going to go right back to you. Lucas, can you show us the plot? Let's just say what it's about first. And I don't want to spoil this Oh, nice. But it's apparent we should. I think it's important to say what (coughs) it's somewhat about so you can kind of hear what Ant's talking about. So real quick, Fonte is a regular drug dealer in a retro futuristic neighborhood called The Glen with odds against him and a schedule he seemingly keeps daily, huh? It reads weird. His mother stays in her room all day and rarely speaks to Fontaine, and, and he still mourns the death of his young brother. Fonte goes to one of his customers, Slick Charles, a pimp who owned, owes Fonte money. Slick initiates a fight with Yo-Yo, one of the many sex workers who also encounters Fontaine when he arrives. Fontaine is able to get some of the money from Slick and then is fi- fatally shot by an opposing drug dealer named Isaac. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Did that just spoil the whole movie? No. Wait, wait who hasn't no. seen it? I've who, who hasn't seen it? I have probably you and have you seen it, Big Sexy? 
Uh, yeah, I saw last night, so try again. Oh, okay. Well, ho- well then we want to go to Ampu. Then let him finish, and we'll go to you next. I didn't know you saw. Good, good. So Ampu. So whoever wrote this in Wikipedia either worked for Netflix or super woke. And it's like twelve Sex- years old. Sex worker. Sex worker. <laughs> exactly. Get out of here. <laughs> Trying to be politically politically Shit. correct. Yeah. <laughs> the, the movie called her a hoe. Keep repeatedly. It <laughs> well, if it was like the movie character was, you know, he was a nigga from the street, they wouldn't. They would have to name it after young African American from the street. <laughs> That's different. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> but I mean, this is the start of the film. So it leads you to believe that it's another typical uh, trash ass day in the hood type movie. But it gets so much later. It, it, once this happens, you it, 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 the film takes a turn. And then when Jack Bauer shows up, this it just goes off the rail. Yeah, well, um, Kiefer Sutherland. I'm just gonna call him Jack. Bauer. He's in this movie. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And he did the damn thing. He did the motherfucking damn thing. And when he comes in there and that talk, that was like I was like, okay, I don't know if that's Donald Trump talking to me or Joe Biden, but hilarious. He, wow. They were spinning some game to keep John. That's He's crazy. Like, yeah, this is what we I do to keep so when when Jack Bauer that whole when that scene came back, I was like, wait a minute, I think I didn't miss some ish. I had to go back and start the whole movie over, and then I picked up everything that was going on, and I was like, I mean, I don't want I don't want to spoil it for you because it's like you got to see this movie. It is freaking great. And then the ending, they did two things: one, they subverted your whole expectations about how the movie was going to end, and then Paul Tyrone comes on. And I was like, I was like, I was like, I was like, uh, I was like, man, I, I can't believe they went there. I can't believe they went there. But it's a new updated version by Erica Badu. And I was like, no, it's, mother- it's it's the live version. No, no, no. Do you listen to the lyrics? They updated the lyrics are it. Different? Yeah. Because I just yes. sound like it Go was the, the version that came out on the album. They updated it. It's they didn't clone Tyrone. <laughs> Go. Oh, the, the okay. Mess, oh, they don't the clone Eric about you. Interesting. <laughs> I won't stop interrupting. The messed, up, the messed up part about it is, is that I didn't even get to finish the. I didn't get to finish listening to the song because Netflix and they bullshit. Hey, we gotta go to. And I'm like, no, I want to hear what else they might have changed in that. Mm. I, I mean, I don't know how deep we are gonna go into spoilers, but no spoilers. all I was, but all I would say is it is a much watch. It is my number two film of the year behind. Into the spider, I mean, say across the spider verse, and huh? it's just hey, hey, watch your tone. <laughs> watch your tone <laughs> yes, across the universe is my number one film of the years thus far. Good, good, good. I thought you said, I thought you said it was the other way around, though. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, it would it's, be the other way around for me, and I'm not mad at that. I'm Man. not mad at that. You know, I, I just don't want to be a prisoner of the moment. Maybe I need to watch it again and yeah, or let it it do. all uh, seep in. And but this this film was so great. And Joel, Ta- I think that's how you pronounce his name. Joel Taylor, salute to that brother. He was the co-writer on Creed Two. He oh, did the damn thing. Yes. So uh, I don't. So he sat at the uh, what do we call it? The Elders Tree of of uh, Sly Stallone. 
at Ryan Coogler. So he soaked up some game and he came with it on there. Now there is another writer, Tony Rittenmeyer, uh, white guy. Uh, I don't know with how much is credited to what, but he helped him out. But I'm going to go ahead and give the brother because he directed it as well. The credit. Mm. Under the learning tree. Um, yeah, that's, that's, you know what I meant? <laughs> Let's go with the next generation on this next review here. Lucas, what did you think of they clone Tyrone? It's a good movie, but the beginning was very uh, like misleading at first. Like I didn't really like it. The too ratchet, but yeah, that's pretty good. Okay, okay. Anything else? Yeah, just kept it short and sweet. I ain't mad at you. Um, I think they could have done more with the plot holes. Like, there's parts where you're like, why do they not remember this happening? Like, they don't really go into that, but it's just whatever. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm gonna go real quick because I'm curious to see what Big Sexy take us home on it. Uh, we watched this together, me and Lucas, not knowing what was going on. And the first thing that was apparent to me, though, watching it, and we mentioned it yet, was the cinematography on this movie, I thought was spectacular. The colors that they were using, there's a, a the theme of this kind of neon purple that you see throughout the movie. It's like a smoky kind of a vibe to it. The way it's just colored and filtered brilliant like whoever did that they they gonna go on and do some shit that that alone strikingly the movie just looked striking to me i was like wow uh the the thing about this movie i actually compare this movie to the matrix but it's like a hood version of the matrix uh the scene where you talked about keith sutherland and those to me, that was when Neil, I think it was in the second movie, when he goes into that room and that guy with the white hair comes out. It's like, well, I'm going to explain all of the super, you know, it just goes like, Whoa. that's what the movie was doing that a couple of times. And I was like, wow, this movie is so much more than I thought. And I, and as I'm watching it, I'm starting to either ask the questions or I'm piecing it together. The movie plays around with and see reading that synopsis i didn't know anything watching it so i didn't know if i was watching something from the 90s or if it was something from the 70s some of these characters styles were from different times like the pimp character jamie's playing seems like he's from the 70s versus john boyega is like maybe uh either late 80s or in the 90s or something and i was trying to figure out how are they coexisting the dialogue that they were saying was so like, on one hand, I was like, a white person must have made this. This is so corny. It was so, yeah. like, it was so ratchet. Like some of the characters like overacting. And I was like, ah, one thing we noticed the tone between Boyega's early scenes and the tone between uh, the pimp and the whole scenes were wildly different to me. Boyega's stuff has seemed very serious. And then with, Jamie and them was like, is this a different movie? They are just hamming it up. You know, it was almost borderline cornery a little bit. I was like, it was throwing me off. I was like, who wrote this? Like, this is so... Ugh. But yeah. as it starts to play out, I was like, oh, this was, there's a reason behind all of this. And, and you can see it sort of in the background in the details. That's that hilarious chicken commercial. That oh, was, was a goddamn chicken or something. Spoons, man. Spoons. I was like, what? 
in there the was store, so got little, drinks. Yeah, there was so many little details, and even the music was part of the details. You would, first it was very Atlanta music, and then it would jump into some seventy. I was like, wow! But they were jumping with different times. Like there was a point where they were playing a very muted version of I'll Be Sure's Night and Day, and I was like. I was like, is that night and day? And I was like, well, how is that playing in this time? So you couldn't figure out what was going on. And even the, the street worker characters, she was super ratchet. But when she was just, blah, 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 she would say buzzwords from now, like blockchain and different tech terms. I was like, how does that character know that? That makes no sense. But as you watch this movie, it was, I feel it was expertly written and latent with. I mean, it was slapping you over the head with a message, but in a very slick way and a very like at first you like I was like, are they laughing at us or laughing with us? But then I realized, no, they not. It's not really either one. They really point in the mirror and say, yeah, this you like, yeah, you know, there, there was the whole music part. You know, does, does it have an influence? You know? Some of the things that we do with our hair and different, I was like, wow, y'all doing that. Y'all hitting a little below the belt. I was like, whoa. And you start to realize what's going on with this movie. I, I thought this was brilliant, man. There's parts where it kind of got to slow a little bit, maybe in the beginning of the third act. But it picks up and it still, it just stays. I thought it was brilliant. I, I'm just rambling. I thought this was expertly written. I thought it was super cutting edge satire, particularly black, black Twitter, all the little stuff that we talk, people talk about. This hit it nails on. This is everything, like you said, this is everything Jordan Peele really wish he could do. And my opinion. Ooh, 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 ooh. come on. This come was on. way over. These people who put in Jamie was incredible. He was playing, so he was so over the top. But some of the stuff he was saying was so funny to me. You could tell they just let them kind of go a little bit. I thought so, he nailed it, man. I'm going to be finished. And just to say, I'm going to have to watch this again because there's so much going on. Uh, it doesn't seem like anything was thrown in there as a waste. Like every little thing was super meticulous, in my opinion. I just thought it was great. And the ending, I don't want to say. But I thought, I was like, oh, I could watch that. Like when they when they sh shifted, you know, I was mm -hmm. and I, I, I said, you know what? Because early on in the movie, I was like, man, Boyega, I, some, I was like, I can't I really have the real FBA. It's like I he's like he's a, a foreigner and he's doing a great job. But I didn't really believe that he was that type of character. But when you because you used to film because you yeah, used to film. Well, Finn, but when I watched the story, I'm like, well, it makes sense why he's like that. Even the girl, I thought she was miscast at the beginning. Now I get it. I was like, they were doing that on purpose. And when you see the end, I thought I was like, oh, this boy can act. Because I was watching it and I was like, yeah, they captured. I'm like, was well, it about to be snowfall? Boy, I was like, oh, I said, oh okay. This is <laughs> when when that little boy walked up like that, I was like. <laughs> Okay, who did they research? Yeah, they nailed it. It looks I, like it's on some bullshit when you first watch it, though. But it's but I think it's by design. That's my opinion. Uh, I'm curious, big sexy. Guys. I wanted to speak on that music because 
they were hitting on almost every song. But the one that hit the most was when Love Hangover by Diana Ross came on. Mm -hmm. If there's a cure for this, I don't want it. I was like, yeah. I, I forget my language. I was like, these niggas don't miss. They just don't. Because that was just the perfect song to encapsulate that scene where I'm like, oh, man, they hit you know, I mean, let me mention this real quick. We'll go to Big Sexy. We were talking while we were watching the show. We would stop the movie at times and start talking about it. And I was starting to say, I said, would it be interesting? Would it be a hell of a promo? Work with me. <clears throat> if, <laughs> you know, if the, if what's going on with Jamie Foxx right now was actually just a super elaborate, going for that one, super elaborate thing to tie into this movie. Now, because when you watch the movie, you kind of see what I'm saying. But here's the funny thing about it, though. Jamie just came out with his first video yesterday, the day this movie debuted. Though I believe everything he said in that move in the video, I, I take it for real. But I just thought it was very ironic. I was like, that would fit right into this movie. And it would have been a head actually would. <laughs> but I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to do that Prince meme. Well, when you see the movie, you'll see, you'll see what I'm talking about. But Big Sexy Man, the floor is all yours. Well, let's see. There was a lot going on in the film, but I disagree with the um, the visual visual appeal of it. I mean, the colors may have intended to be vivid like that, but it looked grainy as hell to me at some, at some spot. Yeah, there was a film grain. Yeah, because if that's what they intended to do, then they got it. They definitely got that down. You know, it started off as comedy. I can't see it being a futuristic setting at all. But again, I see the differences in the way certain characters spoke and whatnot. Uh, Mike, are they sex workers or are they hoes? Make up your mind. Oh, I'm just playing around. <laughs> She's a hoe and, and the thing is, it's, it's kind of like three separate things going on. You know, it starts off with a little bit of comedy. Jamie Foxx is stealing it completely. Then they go straight sci-fi on you. And they did the thing with um, um, what was it called? The chicken thing. Then they then they just same thing in the church. They got the church too. <laughs> oh, that was you David know? Allen Greer. Yes, <laughs> yes, they got the church too. And then after that, then they go, they go message, and it was well done. It 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 could have been longer because they put so much in it. That's the thing. You know, the, the writers and all that, they did a lot of it. And since Anthony brought it up, I can definitely see the the nod to the Matrix with Kiefer Sutherland doing his thing. Nah, Mike and brought that one up, but yeah. I, I stand corrected. I stand corrected. Yeah. And I do definitely you see... see the, do you also see that this could be a up, super updated version of uh, Undercover Brother? Yes. <laughs> yes, with a little more satire instead mm. of just obvious comedy, yes. And at the end, or the ending portion, they had that one shot. I'm like, oh, this is Atlanta. Okay, cool. Or, or this is Snowfall. Okay, cool. We're doing that now. Um, I did not see the Boots, Boots Rally film, so I can't uh, speak on the comparison. But this... I, I want to say you sh you shouldn't, but I think now you do, so you can see how he was trying to make that social commentary and put that message in. Yeah. Well, this guy went ahead and did it. You know, good, bad, or indifferent. He did it. He said what he needed to say, and it was it was it was well done. I I kind of was expecting some bullshit, honestly, 
because I forgot it was coming out. And I only knew about it because Mike said something in Discord. You know, he referenced it. I'm like, the fuck is this Tyrone shit? What are you talking about? <laughs> and then I saw on Facebook, you're far out of five Marlins. I'm like, well, Mike doesn't get Marlins to anything with film or music. <laughs> Let me see what he's talking about. Oh, it's on Netflix. All right, cool. And so we watched it last night. And again, you know, you were lulled in initially. And on the music front, yes, they did play Saturday Love by Sherelle in there too. I did hear that in the background. Um, I got to watch this just for the soundtrack. And the thing is, you know, again, it lulls you into the beginning, a little hysterical comedy, the the pimps and the hoes and all this. A little bit of Hollywood shuffles in there too to me. Mm, I yeah. saw that too. And then it just goes, it goes left on you. You know, it goes nine of the body snatchers now. I'm like, oh, we're doing this now? Okay, cool. And there, there I can see... I, I agree with, and I can see watching it again because there is a lot in there to unpack. You know, because when you see it from the first like 20 minutes or so, oh, this is another hood movie. We're going to laugh it up. Uh, not quite. Not quite. So I, I can recommend this film, definitely. With me at the ending, when we got Tyrone, I thought it was, I thought they were saying that would we just watch just got erased again. But that's why I said that mm. subverting, because I was thinking like, mm. oh, you trying to tell me they didn't did all that and it's right back? So, salute to that. Well, I'm never going to hear that song all the way through. I never have. It plays also on your expectations of what you think it's supposed to be about. Because to me, I was like, well, is this, I think we first said, is this uh, Groundhog Day? I mean, yeah, yeah. watching it, but then you're like, okay, well, that doesn't explain why that happened. Yeah, it's just like I'm like, and you, you're trying. That's the thing. I was asking the questions. You stopped the movie, and then when I played it again, they answered. I was like, shit. Okay, they they on they on they ahead of me. Uh, I thought I thought it was a very slick, slick ass movie. Uh, surprisingly slick. I actually thought this. Well, I guess it doesn't matter if it's in theater, but back in the day, this would have played in the theaters. And I think this would have been a big sort of like movie, like whoa. I, I disagree. I think it would have taken yeah. time to gain momentum. You know, a lot of word of mouth. Then it would have started to, you know, I don't think it would have had a big spike. I think it would have been a like a long term investment. Well, no, I'm not saying it would have been an immediate hit, but I'm just saying if it would have been in the movies, people would have been like, whoa, like the Matrix. Like I said, you didn't know what you were going <laughs> to see when the Matrix came out. You had no ex your expectations it was going to be on some bullshit based off of Johnny Mnemonic. Oh. You know the previous Keanu cyberpunk oh. movie, so you didn't know it was going to be a oh. headbuster. To me, this was like I thought this was going to be in some bullshit, and it was a head, kind of a headbuster. I was like, "Whoa, this is like the Matrix." The the trailer, the trailer, they show the chicken commercial, and I thought that that's that was a movie. Like I thought that's entirely what it was about, but yeah, it's completely different. Just weird marketing. Johnny Mnemonic, another classically god awful film. <laughs> I just got off. <laughs> But yeah, Kim, you gotta watch this movie, man. I think you, I don't know if you like it or not, but you can't sit here and say this was well, I, made on some bullshit. Like they put some thought into it. I loved Undercover Undercover Brother, so I just <laughs> why it gotta be about pimps and hoes and shit. That's what I don't wanna get. I don't you get that. that. You have to watch the movie. You ask, and that's why we were watching. It's like, eh, this is Conan. Like, what? It's funny, but it's like I don't. And again. I get why I would say this sounds like some white person. This is not funny to me. Like this, 
they use the coon stuff like they use that and then they say like they actually explain why they're acting like that like in later on in the movie it makes a lot of more like it may, makes much mm. more sense but yeah 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 i actually will say I'm, i know i'm just speaking off the top this might be one of the better movies i've seen on netflix of the movies that they put out i can't think of any other movies that i really really loved from netflix you mean like an original netflix yeah. production yeah right train to busan Hello. Uh-oh. That wasn't from Netflix. That's not. No. That's not Netflix. That's not Netflix production. They just showed. They just they bought it. Yeah. yeah. They just bought the rights. Oh. I, okay. Give me produced by Netflix. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. That's crazy Bird? how they put that out. What about Bird Box? That was cool. I didn't like it as good as this at all. Like, I'm. I'm not blind. Yeah. It was cool. Well, this was great. I mean, yeah. Shalute to John Boyega, Jamie Foxx. I'm sorry. What's the other? The girl from Slave Play. I always be saying that. <laughs> Tiana Parrish. Yeah. <laughs> Marvels. At first, I hated her in this movie. I think me and Lucas was like, "Man, if she don't shut the hell up." <laughs> but I give her props. Man. Give her props. Can't keep her struggling. The brother that was from uh, P Valley. He kind of played P, the P, P Valley is crap. Okay, that's some crap, man. It's ratchet as hell, but I, <laughs> I don't watch it no more. But I liked it. Oh, sounds disgusting. you don't even know what that is, son. Don't, don't worry about it. Yeah, it is. You're not missing anything, Lucas. Very disgusting. Trust me. You're not missing Stay anything. In them books. All right. Um, well, uh, let's see. Um, oh, one last thing in this movie. Remember, you guys, there was this, the parts in the movie where those certain characters were out there naked walking around. Yeah. You know what I thought they was would have been really super slick, and I and I was calling out the uh, the Erica Badu song before they even. I was like, I wouldn't be surprised if they played this song in the movie. But during the part where those people were out naked, I thought they were going to pull the wind was it window seat video that Erica Badu did. Remember when she's walking outside naked? Yeah. It almost looked like they was gonna show because the, the way they shot it, I was like, oh, they're about to show Erica. Walking with her ass out like these other guys, and maybe they'll play the song then or something. But that didn't happen. But uh, yeah, this movie was this movie is incredible. Right? Give him props, man. Totally surprised. Totally surprised. All right. Any other new movies? Nobody's seen Oppenheimer yet. Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. Excuse me. It's Oppenheimer. I have not seen it yet. Um, I'm hearing a lot of the imitation straight to video version. But anyway. I, I see. I'm here I'm seeing a lot of talk about it online, but I have not seen it yet. Three hour epic, apparently. See, damn that. I'm waiting for streaming. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. if I'm going to be all locked in for three hours, I'll do it at the house. Not in the theater with a bunch of peasants. You're you know, missing so. the theater experience. What? Didn't you go see, didn't you go see Endgame? That's different. That's, that's Endgame. Avengers Endgame. That's, that's different. Ooh, Hold up the ball game. Different. <laughs> Come on now. Okay. That's Avengers Endgame. I, I hear the opening song, Mr. Fantasy, Dear Mr. Fantasy, and I still just oh, it takes you right to that movie, man. Mm-hmm. Don't 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 play with Endgame. Well, Robert Downey Jr. is in both of these movies. The opening song at the beginning of Endgame is called Dear Mr. Fan- Dear Mr. Fantasy by oh, Traffic. Traffic. Leave singing with Steve Winwood. Hmm. No Steve Winwood. I don't know that band. Okay. Um, 
non-music knowing answer really. <laughs> uh has well i think have we talked about the did we do a flash review with all of us on here i haven't seen it i didn't have you seen it q uh yeah i saw it i saw it first day dollars <laughs> oh. q got burnt <laughs> hey. well i just recently i saw it too i recently just bought it I was watching it again the other day uh well q i never heard what you officially what you thought about the movie what do you think about the flash I thought it was trash. <laughs> <laughs> right, Felisa. Wow. It was, I didn't like it. I didn't like, there was, I can't remember anything I liked about the movie. Everything that I said, I, I predicted, at least for me, came true. Uh, I I thought the biggest waste was Sarah Callie. Is that how you pronounce her name? I didn't like the idea of her playing Supergirl anyway, but I see they were going to alternate, doing an alternate take, which is okay, but <clears throat> I, I don't know. She may be a great actress. They didn't give her anything to prove it in this movie. She just scowls and she, she I mean, I, some people made the argument that, well, this is a different super being. They they did they weren't raised in Kansas. They were raised in an underground facility. I, yeah. I get all that, but still, she was boring. I, I have a bias against Ezra Miller to begin with. He looks goofy in the costume. I don't know who he needed to get a running coach because he I don't know who taught him to run or how the DP and the director were looking at him running all, all this bullshit when he gets starting to run when he does all this bullshit. Uh, what the, what is that? Why does he have to do that? I, so that that's, that's a nitpick. That's a nitpick. But I, I can't remember what I didn't like about this film. Oh, uh, some of the graphics were horrible. When they did, when they showed Christopher Reeve, I was like, "Is that a mummy of him? Is that a, is that a two souls wax figure of him? What? what you know, the they hell? created they created a digital face for that um, Renaissance <laughs> Flash scene or whatever. Yeah, for who? For the original uh, Johnny? What was it? Johnny Quick? Oh. Johnny? Wait, wait, Johnny Quick is in this? Or not? Not John, uh, John. John Wesley. Jay Garrick. Jay Garrick. Yeah, Jay Garrick. Sorry, not John. Jay Garrick's in this. Yeah, yeah, but it's a lot of people trash. Are in this. They they have an entire <laughs> okay. they have a scene where they show all of the you know superheroes. Like, oh shit! Okay, but it's super trash. <laughs> so it's nothing like a Flashpoint then. Nothing. Like, well, they have loose some loose elements, loose. but yeah, yeah, loose, loose, loose. So I should wait for the the, the whole streaming. the whole um yeah. the whole double. The, the younger Ezra, or maybe not younger, but the goofy Ezra. I, the only thing I say about that is amazing CG. Uh, I don't know if it's CGI effects, but amazing uh, green screen effects. Where they maybe what CGI? Where they it's, it's CGI it. actually? They show it with a different actor. They just put oh, they put shoot it two times. times. Say it again. They shot the movie twice, I think, like for the did double Ezra Miller or whatever? No, no. actually, it was a whole act. Remember, we were watching her making up. It's a whole other actor. They put Oh, so how did they even get the voice? Well, he's voicing it over later. But the guys have seen oh. it when they recorded it. Yeah, he had another scene in the movie. They let him be in another scene. So did the guy that was in the movie, did they put a green mask on him or something to mat his face on? Not for the making up, making scenes I show. They, You know what? There was He had some new thing. It was attached to his back. And it came up and it kind of sat like this or something. So it was some it, for as much as that it was obviously terrible CGI in it, some of it was like whoa CGI, because I thought that was 
shot twice with Ezra too, but it, it wasn't. So I do give him props on that. Now that I knew that though, watching it over and I look closely, you can see that it's not really Ezra's face. I mean, you can tell like, I was like, I can see that now. But if you didn't know it, I was like, wow. But anyway, go ahead. I just, I just thought that there were a lot of plot holes in my opinion. And <clears throat> what made the movie interesting to me was not two things. Michael Keaton's Batman, which they didn't do anything cool with him either. And um, I thought they were going to maybe go back throughout the Man of Steel, Aquaman, I don't know, all of the DCEU and show us different scenes. Why they chose to focus on Michael Shannon's Zod, I just thought, why are we freezing it in this moment in time? What was it about Zod in Man of Steel that we said, okay, we're going to base the entire third act of this film on that particular element of the DC DCEU. Well, they can't do dark side though. Why not? Well, uh, I mean, they can't really introduce him in this movie at least. Well, why not? I, no, no, I'm, I'm with that because first of all, but Zod was just lazy. I, and I'm not seeing exactly. Film. But that but was God, a paycheck on, roll. That was a paycheck roll. Yep. No, that was terrible. I, I think they might have went with that because I think the original intention of this movie was to roll into Man of Steel 2 is what they're saying now. So a lot of that stuff got cut. The Henry Cavill would have been a part of this. They didn't do, and they pulled out a lot of stuff. So I think that this movie falls in the same way a lot of the other WB movies. It got hacked to hell. So, it, so I mean, to, to, to all of your points, Q, Think, but I think they had a bigger, they had a grander idea what this was supposed to lead into, but but it got cut out of the movie. And the introduction of Michael Keaton's Batman, I just thought that was stupid. It's like <clears throat> these writers, well, how do we show that time has passed? Let's make his hair long and scraggly, give him a mustache and a long beard that he has to cut off. It's so lazy. That I know, and I know the answer to this, but I'm gonna ask anyway. They didn't have Thomas Wayne in this. No. Nope, nope, <sighs> not, not, not even close. They had Batman, but he wasn't Batman anymore. Like he he quit or whatever. He was living like a hermit, which makes no sense. What? He's a billionaire. Yeah, he's yeah. like well because they said that Gotham was crime free, so he I guess he yeah, but that's dumb. But that, so then he yeah, that makes no sense. Yeah. But again, I think the setup was, and obviously that movie never came out now. His character was in the Batgirl movie, so it continued on, uh, which may have gets all oh, this is why he came back to now. He is the Batman, but obviously that doesn't happen in this movie. So, I mean, does it make sense? I'm, I'm, I'm nitpicking now, but does it make sense that he hasn't been training as Batman for what we can assume is years and he's still kicking ass? You you don't just get up one day and start fighting again. You got to train. We don't know if he and, was training, though, actually. Well, why would he be training and letting his hair grow and his mustache and beard and he's sitting in the house and there's no crime in Gotham? Well, why would he be training how to leap over a kitchen table and kick someone in the in the face? Because he's Batman. No, he's okay. he yeah, this Batman. movie is absurd. There's a point where Batman pulls out this gadget and then he pulls it out and it was a tape measure. It was the bat tape measure. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, they do? Yeah, I don't even remember, remember that. Remember. <laughs> yeah, when they're escaping, when they go to rescue Supergirl, and the oh yeah, and the they're, they're getting the elevator broke, so he put a bomb <laughs> on the bottom, and he saw us, 
he goes, how much did she weigh? Which, this is a callback to Burton's movie. He says, how much did she weigh? And then he pulls a gadget out and they're all looking like, what the fuck is that? And he pulls it as a tape measure. And he's like, oh, okay, she weighs that much, so that much space. And it was so absurd, but the bat- they're, playing, they're playing on those Batman, early Batman movies where he had the credit card and all that dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> it was stupid. Well, go ahead and finish up, Q. Uh-uh. <clears throat> Do I need to say more? Oh, okay. <laughs> I just love, I really do love this shit when he does this. Okay, I'm ready to start running. Hit it. Listen, <laughs> I agree, and I know Lucas doesn't like it either. I can totally see all of your points, and I don't argue any of them. But I bought this movie. I enjoyed it when I saw it, though it was full of all the foolishness you just described. The reasons why I like it really. And the, the parts that I have watched of this movie, I love because Ben Affleck, Batman, busts into this movie at the beginning. I thought that shit was fun and dope as hell. He's on the bike chasing in that whole action sequence of the Justice League. Even when Wonder Woman comes on, it's hella hokey. But I just love <laughs> these characters on the screen. I was just like, okay. It was dope to me. I all watched that part. And even the part with Keaton when he's kicking ass, and I agree with you, Q. It don't make no sense because he just jumps right back into beating everybody's ass like he was like he like you said like he was just doing it the day before. But it looked cool. This movie looks cool to me at certain points, though it is a mess at times. But I will say, I still like. I love Ezra Miller in this movie. The annoying Ezra Miller and the non so annoying version. But I can see how some people would be turned off by that completely. I, I don't disagree with that. But I enjoy it just because it's stupid. It's not a great movie, but I'm adding it to my collection because I will forever watch the intro. And I love the way, and I like some of the humor in this movie. And I love Ben Affleck as Batman. So anytime they're going to give it to me, I'm going to take it. I thought he was dope in this, even though sometimes his Batman was a little out of character from the Zack stuff. But I, I like it for that, but it's you know it's not it's not a great movie at all. I, I wouldn't disagree with anything. Another either. thing. Uh, this is another nitpick. It, it looks fantastic though in four K. Just like Man <laughs> of Steel, when they introduce Supergirl, it's just she they 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 get her out of the um, the underground bunker. Oh. And okay, that's I what Flashpoint did. Huh? That's what Flashpoint did though. No, I I, I get that part. I mean. Other than the fact it was a it was a guy instead of a woman, but she comes out, she's she's throwing people around, killing people wantonly. Okay, it makes sense because she's not the Superman that grew up in Kansas, right? But the thing is, is that whenever you put Superman, super whatever on screen, I feel like there needs to be a grand entrance. They didn't do it in Man of Steel, and here uh, Batman grabs her and they grab her suit. I don't know why they have the suit laying in the jail cell. And all of a sudden, you just see her. Okay, I'm wearing a suit and I'm flying. Boom. Let's keep. Let's, let's move on with the story. I'm like, introduce the character the right way. Damn. That's kind of what they did in Flashpoint, though. You know, he, you know, Superman was locked deep down in the bunker and all that. And they get him out. He doesn't know what's going on. And the first thing he does when he hits that sunlight is take off. You know, and he didn't, he didn't know he could fly. And they, then he comes back and handles some business. Well, I mean, the, 
right, but the comic book panels are frozen in time. The images that are frozen in time. This is a visual medium. Use the visual medium to introduce an iconic character, even if it is Supergirl. It's still part of the super family, and put them on screen the right way. Have her rip, I don't know, rip open the shirt. I'm not maybe not that, but huh? something to say, something <laughs> to say, you know what I'm talking about. Rip open the shirt to show the S. And that wouldn't work here because she didn't, you know what I'm saying. Super Some type of introduction that says we are dealing with an iconic IP right now. So I'm just curious. You said blowing it. So how so can you give us an example of exactly how to do this? Um introduction properly i don't remember much of the movie i just remember they're at some house or a lab and all of a sudden we just see her floating in in, in air so I well mean, they actually uh, introduce her later though like, they, like she talks about like where she's from and what her what the symbol means no what i'm talking about i'm talking about when we first see her on screen when we right. first saw christopher reeve as superman he was in a fort, fortress of solitude and he's standing on that platform in a wide shot, and he he does that flying scene. You probably don't remember, probably don't know Lucas, but he does that flying scene and banks perfectly. That's an introduction. And then when we first meet Superman as a character in in a scenario, he's saving Lois Lane from falling up the side of a building. That's how you introduce Superman. You don't just say you don't. And Man of Steel was just okay, General. I'm here to talk to you. That wasn't how we saw Superman. But I mean, Man yeah, of Steel. I'm talking about Man no, of Steel. He came out of the. He he went to. He see came out of the cave. Yeah, and he came he out. Learned of how to fly, and he did all that. Yeah, I was like, zooming around the world. Dun, dun, dun. He got down on his knee. That was epic as hell. He's talking about. Pew. Okay. All right. All right. So I might I might be accused of moving the goalposts. I guess I'm saying. When we introduce them, I would have liked to have seen. And I'm talking about Man of Steel. You're right; he does do the flying scene. He's learning how to fly, but then when he's introduced to the world, if you will, it should have been something heroic, not just standing there floating in front of the army. Same thing with uh, Supergirl. I think you are imprinted with Christopher Reeve, Superman the movie, which. I'm not mad. That was iconic at that time. But well, that's... think about any superhero that's introduced in a film. When we first met Spider-Man, the Tobey Maguire, or when we first met Iron Man. I don't remember. Well, what about the Flash then? Huh? Or what about Ezra Miller's Flash then? Like, I can't remember how we first met him. It was in BBS. The... In BBS. And he looked crazy. He was in a dream that Bruce was having. Oh yeah, see, but that's why I like that movie because just like you don't know what the hell is going on. But anyway, so you said what's your better entrance? Go ahead. What's your thoughts on the origin story that they made up about the Flash? Oh, I gotta hear this. Like when he saved that when he yeah when yeah yeah. The origin story in the in uh in in this movie. movie? Yeah. Um. I'm not sure I understand the question, but I'll answer the best I can. Uh, I don't have a problem with this origin story in general. I'm trying to remember the scene you're talking about in this film. It was, um, you know, when he talks about how he he was like tr trying to save people in the invasion, and he saved that one kid or whatever. 
from his father like his father was trapped oh whatever. you remember they they go back to man of steel kind of like yeah. the same way bvs at the beginning goes back and shows it from batman's point of view this movie shows it from the flash's point of view what happens in the movie then? I, I, he, I remember he tells himself he says i was there when zod came to metropolis and I was just learning my powers, and he had a different suit on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was running. He tried to save that little kid, and it shows that he was there during the climactic Superman scene in Man of Steel. I don't remember any of that? Yeah, it was probably one of the No, I'm not saying it in a bad way. There's just a lot of bullshit. There's a lot of shit they're throwing in this movie. But I, that's why I like this movie because it's so influenced by Zach, even though it's whack. But it's, it's tied to that. Like they, they won't give it up. So DC I want to remember this. I don't. I want to feel like I'm great, going crazy. What? What? Tell me again. What was he looking like? Or he had. He had like a suit, almost like Spider Man. How he had the different kind of suit before he got his real suit. Yeah. And, and he was running through in the city. You know. The and did a burn? Did a burn up or something? Say it again. His, his original suit did, did did it burn up? I seem like he had on yeah, the suit. And he did. I vague. I I just remember. I thought that was clever. Um, I don't still don't remember that well, but Warner Brothers again shows they don't know shit about comic book characters. Apparently, don't read the damn books, I just or don't, don't know. follow the books, or they just fire people that that actually follow the books yeah. when they're making it. Then they go a different direction. What about the I, ending? Oh yeah, Do that was tragic. That? When we see all the <laughs> Superman characters. No, no, no. He's talking about the, the end where a certain actor comes out of the car. Oh, that was that was some Tim Burton Planet of the Apes right there. <laughs> yeah, kind of I'm like, why is this happening right now? Mike, yeah. yes. How much did it cost to buy this on digital? Like 23, 24 bucks or something. Huh? Nah, nah, I'm cheap. Nope. I'll wait till August 20th. <laughs> wait. Yeah, you know HBO wait. Max. That's me. But it looks, I, I will say though, uh, it looks fantastic in my opinion, especially the clarity and, and it's it's one of those movies, you know how they have the, the, the bigger, you know, letterbox. This one uses majority of the screen, so if you got a nice TV it's just going to be like, ah. you know, and it's super bright. <laughs> it was one thing when they show these costumes in the dark. Ah. This movie makes a point to show all these guys in sunny ass weather so to see batman out in broad daylight it's ridiculous you never but see batman outside comic like book wise i just thought this is fucking cool at least you could see everything uh but it also spots like the shoddy cgi in, in a lot of these scenes too one thing i say that i'm amazed to say wow i might not have minded seeing that film was when they show i can't believe what i'm saying when they showed nicholas cage as superman Mm. I'm like, I might not have been so bad. It doesn't look like it was as terrible as we would have led to think it would have been. He did not look like Nicolas Cage with the big peak yeah. nose and the heavy eyebrows. And like the, a caveman Superman. It's kind of weird, but. It's like, y'all crazy. That looked horrible. That was terrible. Yeah, it and I'm glad we didn't get Nicolas Cage as Superman because that just, I was just like, whoever uh, scrapped that Inferno. film, they didn't face. No, no, I said whoever scrapped it, not whoever thought. Oh, oh gotcha. Uh, I'm not saying I would have liked it, but I'm saying it did not look as horrible as I, 
I'm not talking about the CGI. I'm just talking about the when I saw Nicholas Cage, oh. and Nicolas Cage, his the Nicholas Cage's features were not as bad as I thought they would be for a Superman character. Because it wasn't Nicholas Cage, and they created that in CGI. <laughs> Yeah, nah, I don't know. I, I, I just think the idea of it wasn't as absurd as I thought it would have been looking at it. I was like, ah, that probably could have worked. It couldn't have been no worse than some of the shit we... I, I would say it's for this movie, personally, I think when people look back on it after all of the hoopla, I don't think it's an absolute trash. This is no more trash than The War or some of these other movies, in my opinion. I, I'm sorry, I enjoyed this. I enjoyed the film. So I'm the one in the 99... And did you read Flashpoint? Yes, I read Flashpoint, but okay, I, okay, I'm about to get on my soapbox. Oh, got it. Let's, let's you go. old heads need to let the shit go. Talk your talk. Let it go. Really? Fuck all this canon adaptation. Really? Fuck it. Let it go. Like uh, with like uh, what's his name? Kylo Ren said, "It's time to let the ass go. It's time to let the old ways go." What's great if 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 you love the story in the book, God bless you. Go to the comic book store, pick that shit up, and read it again. But oh, if it's getting attached to a film, let it go. Oh my! I mean, I would what, agree me with personally, that. Hold on, me personally, I don't want to see a one-to-one -one adaptation of the story. I want some type of twist on it. Now, I will hold you to the fire if you do this twist and the shit look, the shit is whack. But I'm okay with not doing straight adaptation, not going to straight canon because as we fucking scene in Iron Man and Civil, and Civil War and Winter Soldier and Black Panther and Infinity War and Endgame, when they have taken liberties with the original story, the shit actually was better. Iron Man with a Jarvis AI, better. Yeah. Um, the reason why Thanos wanted to snap half the universe, I, I love, this is the shit I want to do other than over than I'm trying to get this bitch I'm simping on. Because that's the comic book story. That's the comic book story. I'm going to kill half the universe so this bitch that don't even talk to me might want to give me some. That would have been funny. That, that would have been terrible. Been <laughs> Stop. So, come on. You got oh, yeah, I, I, go. No, I, I disagree because Flashpoint isn't even, what, six or seven years old yet. That's the, that's the thing. Everything else you mentioned... What about the the villain or the twist? You know the, the twist of the story? Yeah, Zod bullshit. No, 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 no. They uh they don't have the reverse flash, but they have another version of Ezra Miller, basically. <sighs> what are we talking about? No reverse uh, flash either. Yeah, no I reverse didn't flash at all. Mind it. My only problem was is I had seen oh. that in season three of the flash. Yeah, that show is crap. So sad. Yeah. It's that, that, like, when, have... it, when it was done, when it was done, I was like, "Wait a minute!" I saw that on the TV show, so yeah. it didn't feel fresh. I, I, I have a question. I, I know I have been a stickler about canon, and I think people don't understand still what I mean by that. Like, for example, the the AI Jarvis. I think that was clever. Uh, the fact that. Scott Pym didn't invent Ultron. I'm in sorry, who? It was it was Henry. Uh, it was Tony Stark that invented Ultron. Henry Pym invented Hank Ultron. Hank Pym, same thing. <laughs> Scott Pym doesn't exist. 
Huh? Scott Pym. Scott, said Scott Pym. I said Scott Pym. Yeah. Yeah. I meant Hank Pym. Uh, that I don't have a problem with that. What I have a problem with is that when they get something wrong. Well, I meant that. Sorry. Bro. Okay, we. <laughs> I'm clap back, but I'm not going to. But when they change, when they change the nature, the, the basic nature of the characters, I do have. That's the canon I'm talking about. For example, I don't know how anybody who is a fan of the Flash could look at Ezra Miller's depiction of the Flash and be like, that's dope. Because he plays Barry Allen as a goofy, no offense to anybody, artistic, uh, socially impaired character. That's not Barry that I know of. The Grant Gustin flash on the TV, even though that show got progressively worse, is way closer to the Barry Allen uh, Flash, and I didn't read the Flash that often. I didn't mind the character, but I did read some DC. I grew up with Marvel, but that is the the Flash that I, he's smart. He's a scientist. He is a CSI expert. This guy, like, he can't get out of a room without without tripping and breaking his nose. I don't know how anybody looked at this beatnik character and said, "Oh yeah, that's the Flash." I don't understand that. Well, I agree. I, I I said that, but I don't know much of the Flash character, so I have no point of reference. But but to your point, like you said, I guess if I did, I probably would have rejected. I mean, when we first saw the Flash, it was in um, what movie was that? Where uh, Wonder Woman is showing all of the different videos? Yeah, BVS. Was that BVS? Mm-hmm. And we yeah. see some guy standing. We see a, a they show the Flash. It's it's a, a close closed circuit video of a convenience store. And he's wearing a man bun. <laughs> I like, think Flash is that. I, I think what they were trying to do was like he's like oh. some guy on the run or something, or he doesn't really understand his own powers. I think that's what they were trying to do. Like he was scared of his own powers. I don't know, man. It's just, that's what you got out. Well, it's, it's the same movie that gave you the the Luther that it gave you as well. I don't think the whole point was. Yeah, that, that was horrible too. Right, but I'm saying the whole point. He wasn't trying to do the comic like that. You know, that's for another iteration to be comic accurate because obviously that Luther is not comic accurate at all. It, Lex Luther, Lex Luther Jr., he might have been comic accurate, but not our, our OG Lex. Mm. Well, isn't Lex Luther like the smart, like the evil smart guy? Like he knows everyone's secret type of guy. Lex Luther is like the Reed Richards. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, uh uh-uh. uh 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 no yeah, yes. no no Lex, Lex Luthor could be, be Reed Richards' pet. He is not anywhere in the same universe intellectually as Reed Richards. Slow your roll. I I have to disagree with you. That's fine, and you'll be wrong. <laughs> Lex Luthor is an in, uh, a criminal genius. I'm not saying he's not a criminal genius. I'm saying he's not in the Reed, in Reed Richards class. No. No. Um, any other things on the flash? I want to ask a comic book question. Before, before I do that, do everything, anything else for the flash? Comics? Um, well, do you want to talk about the guest the guest appearance, or is that too much? Do it. Oh, go ahead. Do it. Yeah, movie's been uh, George Clooney at the end of the movie. As what? As Bruce Batman. Bruce Wayne. Yeah, as Bruce Wayne. Oh. But it's so weird because they, they have him at the end and they don't tell you like 
who's going to be the next Bruce Wayne or whatever. They just keep it that way. They don't change it. Well, the next Bruce Wayne is uh, is well, we be, don't. It's, uh, what's his name from Twilight? No, 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 no. that's that's no, that's Elseworlds. No. That's Elseworlds. Yeah. See, okay. I can't. And then, I'm, I'm lost then. The, that crap Joker and the and the you know the metrosexual Batman are in Elseworlds. They're not in DCU uh, continuity. <laughs> okay, okay. The crap Joker. Oh, oh you mean Walking Phoenix? That movie was. That wasn't the fucking Joker. Let's not even have this fight. Uh, I mean, it's just a more psychological look at the Joker. I don't think it he was. It wasn't the Joker. <laughs> I don't think Heath Ledger was the Joker either. Oh damn, man! Joker he, he, Heath Ledger was killing people. This guy was a little misunderstood, mental, wacky guy. Well, isn't that the Joker though? The Joker is a homicidal homicidal maniac. He he shot a guy on TV. That's homicidal. Yeah, isn't he literally insane? He shot a guy. But he was just becoming the Joker. Yeah, he's just becoming the Joker. What the Joker has done. Let's see. Poison the water. I have to agree with with Mark. There was nothing in that portrayal of was it Arthur Friend or whatever? whatever his name is that, Joker. There was nothing in that story that leads me to believe None. that is the becomes the maniacal None. Joker that we got nothing. He's a loser dreaming up having a whole ass imaginary relationships with women. Nothing well because he's he's mentally ill. Story. He's not he's not some buff guy who you know fights Batman. That's not Joker, right? But yeah, and I'm not that speaking. Not power. I'm speaking. I'm speaking more to the characterization that I have seen, not only in the comic books or in television and film. That the person that they had Joaquin Phoenix play, I'm like, I don't see nothing of Joker at all. And this is nothing. Nothing. Other than that face paint at the end, I thought that was dope. Well, because he's becoming the Joker, right? Like, but there was nothing in the portrayal of that character that made me say, okay, that's the Joker. And on top of that, I like this one. Nah, nothing. Okay, the stairs routine. That gave me a nice throwback to Jack Nicholson, but other than nothing. Well, maybe this is a new version of the Joker. Yeah, that too, you know. And the other thing is, which really upset me is, don't, don't hand me a film called The Joker and I get like, in minutes tops the joker been called it should have been called the origins of the joker i guess that's what it should have been called yeah well i think i i think joker 2 is going to be good it was called and it worked with people like that yeah you're right billion dollars it was a good movie it was not a good movie the second movie's coming the second movie looks actually really good though a little bit good was your footage from the second movie out well there's there's behind the scenes of uh harley quinn and you didn't say it's supposed to be like a more of a somehow a musical aspect to it or something. Oh, or oh, that <laughs> might not be true. Yeah, that that might not be true. But don't even laugh. Uh, <sighs> oh, he came before. I don't know. I don't know what the hell DC's. Did. Y'all telling me that the, the Robert Pattinson Batman is Elseworlds? I, I yes. don't know what the hell's going on. Well, because it's not it's not on their main line of canon or whatever. Like you know the whatever. Okay, they're just not connected. That's all. Yeah, that's what. And that's what Marvel. That's what Marvel is doing. Not Batman like a man bun. Let me uh, ask you guys this. Oh, oh, go ahead. You want, before I change. What did, what did Big Sexy just say? Uh, something about a man bun. That, that Batman will have a man bun. Y'all right. just pounding on something else. Anyway. What? They just don't. Y'all, you just don't like Robert Patterson. That's okay. 
Never saw Twilight. So I, I have no say on the guy one way or the other. But he ain't Batman. Have you seen, uh, is it High Time? It was a movie he did years ago. It was a great movie. It's kind of a thriller, real gritty. His brother gets arrested or something in Rikers. I think we talked about that. And someone here, about this many someone here said that's why they saw they could see him playing Bruce Wayne. Yeah, I said go watch that movie. He was great. And he's great in Tenet, in my opinion. Too. Um, let me ask you this. This is another father and son debate that I want to see what everyone thinks about. Uh, comic books, DC, Marvel. God. Yeah. <laughs> who between DC and Marvel and just comics in general, superheroes, what are the classic superheroes? <laughs> like, who, who are the superheroes that are the superheroes of all time? Between Which Marvel and DC. Like well, when people think of superheroes, who are the granddaddies of superheroes? It's the ones they push the most. In DC, there's Batman and Superman, you know, and and Wonder Woman. Oh no 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 no, that's recent. I mean, all time they had they did Wonder Woman wrong for the I mean, longest yeah. time. I don't know if that's true. No, wait, so they had Wonder. They had Wonder, Wonder Woman was a big deal back in the war time. No, yeah. no, no, no. Yes, so not, they did. Again, she, no, she was. No, she was around the thirties and late thirties. Don't get me wrong. But when um oh what was my man's name? The guy who created Wonder Woman when William he died, Moore. William something, right? Dice. Morse. William, William Morse, really smart ass. When he died, they made Wonder Woman a third tier character for the longest time. And when what she about got whole, Linda Carter, she well, brought that. I'm, I'm going to there. I'm going there. Before we had Linda Carter in the Wonder Woman outfit, we had Kathy Lee Crosby in that bullshit made-for-TV movie <laughs> where she's wearing the white leisure suit. No, I don't remember that. Hint. Exactly. Yeah, yeah you don't remember that. <laughs> I remember it, it, that. it was terrible. It was terrible. So she didn't get the treatment the whole time. We always knew who Wonder Woman was, though. I don't. Wonder Woman has always been respected, just like some would say Superman hasn't been respected since '84 ish. But the thing is, if you are the, if they gave you ten, um, oh my God, I'm having a brain fart. They gave you ten lines and said, put in the ten most popular or the most iconic comic book characters. Wonder Woman's going to be on that list. Would, ten, yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Now going to the Marvel side of the ledger. Starts to stop. Starts with Batman, or excuse me, Spider-Man. Then we go to the Hulk, and we go to Wolverine, even though he's a lot younger than those other cats. What's on your mind, Lucas? I think it starts with Captain America, actually. Correct. Uh, no. From a from a, nah, I think it's from a standpoint, it's didn't they push Spider-Man? Didn't they push him during the war as well? They did, and then the, during the fifties, he was non-existent, and then he didn't come back until nineteen sixty-five. I, I, I think. I think Spider-Man now already that, running around. You think? I think now that we saw, put it this way, uh, what's your boy's name? Uh, Chris Evans, since his portrayal of Captain America, he's probably one of my favorite Marvel characters now. But prior to that, now I don't. If you did what Ant said, if you had to put down the most popular uh, uh, DC Marvel characters: Spider-Man, Wolverine. I can't say Deadpool because that was only recently too, right? Uh, uh, but I mean, if you take it in now, then it, I, I, I don't know if I would oh, pick X-Men, X-Men as a group. 
X Force. I have to say, DC's got probably the most popular, well well known characters, but Marvel's are the coolest. But I don't think they have iconic characters like DC does. But you know why? You know why? why? Because when we were growing up, how long did it take us to get Spider Man and his friends? As opposed to oh, that was bad. I remember just I remember Justice League watching the Justice League. Also, that's crap. why those characters are far no. more iconic. No, no, and no, 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 no whack ass no, no. Fantastic Four cartoon with Herbie the Robot. <laughs> that that was help. crap. Herbie that was, the that, that did not help. That did I loved it as a kid. As a kid, I loved it. Shazam, Isis Hour. It was all about DC when I was a kid, but I, I did read Marvel. But I think DC y'all may was- laugh, but I would say one of those slots at top ten is Aquaman as well. <laughs> What? Yeah. No. Yes, Aquaman. Man. Hell no. <laughs> Again, just popularity wise. Yes, Aquaman. People know. No. Who was in those cartoons though back then? He I know. They showed him riding a fish. Didn't they only make Aquaman <laughs> because of Namor? Aqu- no, no, Aquaman. Oh. No, actually, Aquaman was Ooh. first. Mm. Or was no, no. I don't no, know about that. That was the first. That was Namor the first was around in the 30s. I don't know about Aquaman being in the golden age. I don't think yeah, he was. Think Namor, Namor was first. Namor was back in you know 39, 39, 40, 41. But see, the, the way it would go is people would say, Oh, we gotta put uh Aquaman on this, and then that person would get laughed out of the room. He still Aquaman. would be on the list because he's Aquaman. He, he, he did have a cartoon in the it, 60s, though. It, it, again, who was who was more in the DC universe? Who's more iconic and known than Aquaman? You got Superman, Everyone. Batman, Wonder Woman. Who are you putting? <laughs> okay, who are you putting for it? The Flash. Okay, the, I think the no. 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 When has when has Aquaman had an actual like like important role in DC Comics? Like I haven't seen him do anything important. But see, the young okay, man just got it now. That, is is there an Aquaman, you know, seminal storyline? I give you the point. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm, oh, so, I'm, I'm sorry. Hold on, hold on. Let me go back to Mike. What was your question? Oh, okay, <laughs> right. It just I, I found the, the thing about Namor first appeared in comics in 1931, Aquaman 1941. He was part of the Invaders, right? Big the Invaders, World War II. Right. He was the, the original. original. He, had the tri- he had the triangle head. <laughs> the original question was which. The who who are the granddaddy of comic book characters? Who who is the most popular worldwide known probably of comic book characters between DC and Marvel? It comes out of Spider-Man and, and Superman. And Aquaman fits that criteria as he no he popular no. and no. No. It, no. I'll tell you why. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Three years ago, so- there was a there was a film that came out that did over a billion. It yeah, wasn't called wait, The Flash. It wasn't called Green Lantern. It was called Aquaman. Aquaman. And three years before that, that, nobody knew who he was. Exactly. That, I think everyone they, knew who yeah. Aquaman was. Come on now. That's no. And he didn't I, don't, become, I don't want to hear the excuses. Of, a movie where, uh, give me all the excuses the, the you want. In the movie, the characters right. were going to play Aquaman. Wasn't it a Kevin Smith movie or something? It was no, that, was, uh, that was Entourage. Entourage. And he looked nothing like Aquaman either. They made fun of him. The character had to be culturally relevant for that joke to work. 
They wouldn't use a non-unknown character for that joke. He was culturally thing. relevant as a joke. I, I agree. Right. Not, what was your question? You said what was the most popular? Known, not if he was known. good or bad. He was right. most popular to make jokes Aquaman, about. Right, but he was known okay. to be popular. Check this out. That's the point. Hey, check it out. Batman, Wonder Woman, The mm-hmm. Flash, Superman all had TV shows throughout the 30s to today. Aquaman. But he, but we know who he was, though. That's the point. That's all I'm saying. Who do that you was know? The question. The question who was good. I'm saying I know, who, I know who Plastic Man is. That motherfucker ain't iconic. He's been around since the 30s, too. Again, and nobody would say he's iconic known. and That's popular. It. Yeah. Well, okay. So, any with, other? With, what, what's your? Go I, 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 I just go. I just say it one more time. A billion dollars. That didn't mean nothing. Be no, sure. Thank you. And these are, you got a billion dollars? Uh, no, not, not you have a billion dollars? Show, no. Do you have a billion dollars? I ain't calling it nothing. He ain't making movies, though. <laughs> oh, come on. Hugh Storm, what's, what's your take on this question? Who, who has the most popular characters between the two? I think I was the first one to answer. Um, oh, yeah, sorry. I are you think... talking popular or iconic? Just both. Well, I, I think, like I said, I think DC, if you were to go to to uh, the furthest jungles of uh, of uh, New Zealand. Okay. They're going to know Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman, The Flash, maybe Aquaman. <laughs> they might not know Fantastic Four, who was uh, my favorite growing up. They may not know Ant-Man. They may not know... Yes, they will. They will. A- Ant-Man? Yes. In 2023, uh, yes, they will know Ant Man. Yeah, they're known for being goofy, but we're talking about. I thought throughout history, isn't that what you said, Mike? So, 2023 ain't history. No, I, yeah, I, but I, that, I, movie, that, that movie was that present day. The, the movie that they just came out with was trash. That was garbage. But he said the he movie said quality that, could be garbage, but the awareness of who the character yeah, is is totally. He said that you could go in the deepest, darkest jungle and they'll that, know them. And I'm saying because of the run that Marvel has been on with the MCU, where they got a walking tree and a talking raccoon as a global uh, brand toy, yes, they will know Ant-Man as well because they made that huge as well. Okay. You're missing my point. The point I'm making is that DC's characters are more iconic. Marvel's characters, I think, changed the game more. When Fantastic Four came out and Spider-Man came out, the big thing was that these were characters that were more human. Mm. That's what Marvel brought to the table. But DC's characters are more iconic, I would say. I'll go a step further. Currently in the midst of this superhero film renaissance, yeah, Uncle Man's out there. And same for the Guardians of the Galaxy and the, and the Groots and all that shit. 30 years from now, it will still be Spider-Man, Batman, and so forth. Guardians, will they have the staying power? Let's find yes. out. Yes. No. Let's, let's no. find out. Yes, they will. No. I got a five. I got a no. five year old right now yeah, saying, "Can we go see Groot again?" Well, that's not going to happen. So, we and when she see. and she's going to be twenty and twenty five and thirty, she's going to know Guardians of the Galaxy. She will have forgotten not... Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm, you know, but I mean, you, yeah, there, I but you, did she go? Were there movies she, when she you she that you saw that you still kind of remember? Wait, comic books, I suppose, right? You were about comics as a kid. You still yeah. hold dear to these characters years later. They're probably not all in movies. 
Well, okay. I, I don't think I, okay. I, I, in, in general, I don't think people in general, I don't think people are reading comic books anymore. I think most the general public, their information about comic book characters are coming from the movies. Films, yeah. Right, but I'm, it's not about the comic. I'm talking about you're going to probably, oh, she's, he said that she will remember this character that she's into now from this movie probably 20 years from now, regardless of the medium, how she got it. I'm just saying. At, at five? Like something that you liked years ago, you probably still remember and like it now. Whether or not it's in a movie is, is irrelevant. I'm just saying. At you five, kids forget things. Maybe when she's like 10 or 11, okay, I'll give you that. But five, nah. She, I, here's the, I don't think anyone that's five and, and thinks about group, they'll be like, yeah, I remember that character. This is some bullshit now. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, when I was five, it was 1982. One of the biggest cartoon shows on the air was Spider-Man and his amazing friends. It was, here I am, 40 whoa, years whoa. later, still remembering Spider-Man. Spider -Man. I didn't know about a comic. Hold up. Didn't who, know the, about a comic who are the amazing friends? Firestorm. Uh, Firestorm. Did I ask this you guys? Damn. Jessica Jones and Bobby Drake. I love sorry, that. Who, it, it was who? Jessica Jones and Bobby Drake. Jessica Jones is not Firestar. Well, whatever. You've Jessica proven Star. my point. Well, either way, it's Firestar. I, I do remember Firestar, though. Yeah, I don't her remember her, uh, Jessica her government name. I know it was Jessica. No, Angelica. Angelica Thank Jones. You. There you go. Damn. Now what? On, on, on now you want to... Yep, I remember. Did you give me the answer, Sway? That was a bad example. Big Sex, that was a bad example. I remember. If you watch yeah, Spider-Man and Amazing Friends, that, you remember. How, how long did it run? I don't even know, but don't matter. It, it ran one season. It was bull. But it's Spider-Man. Yeah. That's why we associated those characters with Spider-Man. And to a new generation, they're not associating... They're, I don't feel that they have the attachment of Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Spider-Man that they are to these groups and these rocket raccoons and Captain America and Thor and Iron Man. But in our day, the big ones were Spider-Man, Wolverine, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, as you say. To this new generation, it's these other people. Wolverine, Captain America, Thor, because of the success of the well, We got somebody from new generation on the line right now. What? What's that? Yeah. Well, it hasn't really changed, but it's not. It's definitely not Garou in Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't even. I don't know. If it's, Look, I'm here enter into the conversation of what you're into, Lucas, in terms of these fantasy characters, because I don't think we've mentioned them at all. Well, now I think it's more into like Japanese manga. I think it's starting to become oh, even that's more bad popular. Talking right there. No, no, I'm serious. No, I'm serious. <laughs> They're into a way deeper than me. That's trust me. <laughs> I think many, it's more of my, my son keeps telling me, sir. Real, real quick, I watched 700 episodes of an of one single anime. Damn, we didn't which have one? 700 episodes of anime back then. Which yeah. one? Like he he ain't lying. Naruto. I have a 14 year old, and he keeps he every time I turn on, you need to watch My Hero Academia. You need to watch my, and I'm like, stop it, stop it, Gretchen. You're not going to make fetch happen. Stop it, <laughs> Lucas. Yep. What is Naruto about? Don't even get me started. Uh, it's about like, it's about the it's a nin it's this ninja who wants to be like basically like the governor of his town, and uh, the thing that's different about him is that literally everyone hates him and like for absolutely no reason except that there was this incident with um like a a spiritual beast that like almost killed everyone. That's basically what it's about. 
but they end up from a little kid all the way yeah. to a he goes man. he goes from he goes from a little kid like it's an elementary school and you watch him go through that and then he there's a time skip and it cuts to him like where he's 16 years old and then there's like 500 episodes of like a war and all this character building and then it and then it just ends and then there's a new there's a new spinoff with his son which sucks but that's where it is and auburn loves the spinoff Okay, wait, I'm sorry. You need to. I'm gonna need you to uh, to bring it back. What's the name of this? Because that sounds interesting as hell. Naruto. Where can yeah. you see that? Oh, my son. Sorry. Naruto. Is on... My son. <laughs> my son Lucas, is all used, over Lucas used to dress like him. You said Naruto. I'm, I'm not saying it in a bad way because we. I, I you see, Lucas giving you the look, man. <laughs> I know, but I'm not putting them yeah. on. I'm just saying the influence of these shows. Yeah, is, yeah he, he's don't really right. understand. It's they're into the way deep, man. Naruto like, was the one. I'm sorry. No, 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 go on. Naruto was the one. My son, I, I, my son said, "Dad, you got to sit down and watch this." And I think it starts off with it's like he's a demon killer or something. Yeah, so he has a he has like a spiritual like so you can have a spiritual beast like it's it's a like a host kind of like Venom kind of. Wait, I mean, Naruto with the spiky brown hair and the skin and the, head, and the no, orange jumpsuit, the yellow, yeah, the yellow hair, the no, jumpsuit. You're trying to tell me this goofy looking dude has that hell of a story? And what? Hey. And what? Aquaman is better than that? Ooh. Wow. I see. Ah. I, was, see hey. I, was, I was. First of all, yes. Have you, have you ever read DLA Earth 2? Then I don't want to hear what you got to say. Secondly, I was paying a compliment because I've been seeing this character for about five to ten years, but never got into it. But you you convinced me I need to go watch it because that sounds like a dope story. It's a it's a classic, like it's kind of like Dragon Ball, like it's the first anime you watch. It's I, I don't explicit. like I don't like Dragon Ball, so don't, don't that. those that's the, that's those good as well. Comics today. That's the yeah. point, though. That's the how we was in the it, comics back then. That's how they're into this, and they are into it just as as heavy. And it's deep, almost arguably deeper, because they can sit down and watch this stuff at home. They don't have to go buy them. There's 700 episodes of this one yeah. anime. Like that's, that's crazy. Comics are comics are still good, but you know the manga is starting to get more popular because they have different stories and they don't have like 700 different runs of the same character over and over again. It's just what's well, the, where can you see it though? Oh, uh, like streaming services. Like, well, there's a streaming service called Funimation. It's where they have all the mm. anime. Okay. Um, you can okay. see it's on Hulu. Or is it Netflix? free? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's on Hulu, Netflix. You just got to look at the right places, pretty much. All right. What? There's one character, my son. Now, I, I don't think he's into it anymore, but Naruto and in that. But a couple of years ago, it was. But there was a character. He wants to dress up as this character to go to uh, Halloween for at a school, and I was really against it. But it's a character. He's got like white hair. And he's got like a skull for a face. He's got a demon eye or something like that. Is that ringing a bell? Mm. I can't think of the name of it. Is that, that's not Death Note, is it? Death Note. Oh, yeah, that's, Death Note. Yeah, that's a really good. About that, that yeah, that, that Death really, Note was good. Okay. Yeah, that's, <laughs> Death Note was good. That's, that's also a classic when it comes to Death manga. Note's Those cool. are classics. Yeah, I've like, watched hundreds of, of animes. It's classic, man. Poison in our young black men's heads. Oh, what? Oh, oh, you're gonna kiss brother. Dressed like that. You 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 knew he was gonna make it racial. What did you okay, dress as when you were my age? Huh? Houston, what did you dress as when you were my? I didn't. I didn't dress as. Mike, don't you got a picture? Can't you show? You had the. You got your hair changed into a, didn't you? That was a fight. Well, I was gonna say a black man, but that's. 
and there are black there are black animes too there are, there are actually black animes like uh was it black samurai i think mm. so there's a lot of black uh, animes that are coming I, I have q's attention now she said the magic phrase <laughs> paying attention. i hear you there are black animes that are coming up now. Like they're starting to get more popular because Americans are starting to, to draw like anime or, or manga. Yeah, anime. Nick Sexy says something. He, he's no shot at. I don't want no shot. Hey, watch... Boondocks. Hello. That's anime. Yep. I got nothing against anime in general. I, I, I'm not into it, but. Now, Lucas, there was a, um, a Netflix show that starred a black character called Yas- Yasuke. Did you uh, peep that one out? And. Would you recommend it? I got I, I went through the first episode, that. but I never got back to it. Yeah, I don't I don't think I watched it. I have I've stopped watching like anime for a bit because I just it's too much. Like it's this, I, this kind of an American made show though, isn't it? When you're talking about probably yeah, 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 yeah. yeah there's Netflix is starting to do that, like they're starting to make their own animes, but they're fine, I guess. I mean, but you know, well, we did we did have anime when we were kids. Yeah, yeah, Speed like Robo um Robotech before that. We had Speed Racer. Uh, Kimber the White Lion, Aqua Boy, a Marine Boy, and uh, uh, Astro, Astro Boy. Boy? Yeah, Star Astro Boy. Blazers. That's Blazers. a classic. And oh, Tobor the Eighth Man. There were so many great ones back in the day, man. Eighth I'm Man was my one. That was a jam, though. About, Actually, what about Battle of the Planets. Though? Wait, what? Battle of the Planets. I'm not here no love. That was 70s, man. I didn't play. I didn't. I knew what it was, but it never came on here. Yeah. Dad, what was that one comic artist? He actually was inspired by a manga to to draw. Um, it's the infamous Captain America. Um, didn't we watch that video? Remember the video? <coughs> he he literally created Deadpool. Oh, Rob Liefeld. Oh, about Rob? Yeah, you, you were, talk, were she talking about him. Yeah, you were talking about him. Big sexy. Uh-oh. He's actually he's actually um inspired from uh, an old manga back then. That's that's I'll, I'll give you that. I'm just I'm just saying like you know Q Storm doesn't want to believe it, but what? No, I got, talking... against, I, got, I got nothing against manga. I just want my kid going out in public dressed like one. That's all. Oh, but I know it's popular. You see cosplay uh, conventions; they're all manga characters, anime characters. Yeah, it'll be interesting if, if at some point, the same way Marvel movies, you know, they finally got it right and they became such a force. I wonder if there'll be a point in time when they'll get it right for manga related live action movies and they become big budget Hollywood movies and they actually work. Because I, I, I can see yeah. the audience will be there. You guys will have grown the, up and I could see that happening. The thing about that is like, they're starting to try they're trying to make live action movies but they just suck so much right but i think by the time your generation becomes the the people that are making the movies yeah like it'll be it'll be better yeah Yeah. i can see them being huge americans are notorious for taking properties ip properties from overseas and americanizing them and fucking them up but also being very influenced by them of course you can be influenced yeah Yeah, like yeah, the seven, seven right. Samurai, you know, there's tons of American movies based off of that. There are classics, you know, big, big movies. I can see the same thing happen with this. Where they, where they get it right, where they get somebody who knows the tone of how that movie's supposed to go. Like Lucas is aged and becomes in his twenties and gets into Hollywood and like I can make a cure, or I can make the, 
Naruto movie, but but from the people who really love it and know how to make it right. Just as it took time for Marvel to get to make those movies right, them early Marvel movies was hot trash. <laughs> Back in the day, well, which ones? Daredevil, Fantastic Four, uh, John. Oh! Oh, Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four. Was okay. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. You win. <laughs> what, what was my man's name? The Roger Corman Fantastic Four? Uh, oh, Captain, America. Yeah, Captain America. Yep. Chris Evans. Oh. Those movies were trash, but it took time. But then when the people who really knew the stories enough and were good at filmmaking. when Hear that, Anthony? Chance, people who knew the stories, butthead. Uh, people cool, man. knew the stories. Fire. Let Actually, me ask, I think uh, let me ask young Lucas this. How old are you, Lucas? Fifteen. Are you still reading comic books? Yeah, I, I want to get even more into comic books because I know they're starting to die out now. But... Let me ask you this: as a young young reader, does it de deter you from seeing, like for instance, Detective? Went back to the original numbering of like it's at like one thousand whatever the fuck. If as a new reader, does that deter you from seeing that, from reading that book because the numbers are so high? Um, no, I, I honestly don't care. Like, if I can just sit down and read it, that's all that matters. I don't think you asked, like, but I... but that's actually becoming a problem in anime because there's a there's an anime One Piece, they have a thousand, they have over a thousand episodes, yeah, and and that's starting to become a problem. But I'm yeah, I don't really care. I think, but do you know where to start? Yeah, you start where you pick it up. Tons of people, there's people that literally. They're well, not I wouldn't say the job, but what they do is that they tell you like the chronological order. Didn't you do that for Gundam? You right. saw the chronological order of Gundam mm -hmm. and where to start. That's what I did for Dragon Ball because it was so long. It's like you know, I'm talking about for American comics, though. Where do you start? That's the thing. Oh, um, uh, yeah, you probably still look it up though. And there's multiple runs as well. So then you, right. you you start where you start. You know, I, I didn't yeah. start Avengers from number one. I didn't get Avengers to like 120 something. And then I would do some research and find out, oh, that's how this came about. You know, it never put me off to say, oh, man, there's so many issues. I'm not going to get into that. And there's people that they do like, like shorts of like, they, they literally they do a two minute video of where they talk about the, the certain run or like, you know, what was it, what it was about. They do that now. It's so you, easier. You, you have the benefit of seeing these breakdowns on a YouTube video or something. To sort of better. Yeah where to jump in where before you didn't have that kind of stuff you had to be reading books yep All right. my son because my son because of uh across the spot of us which i think he's seen five times now he tried to i think this just says it all for the new generation my son has just turned 17 uh this month damn he uh, he um he is in love with the miles morales universe he got posters all over his room he tried to go out and start reading the books, and he came to me and said, Dad, now I know what you were talking about when you said you start reading comic books. They got too many titles with Miles Morales in it. And he says, it's well, oversaturated. You're talking about, the th I, think, I think I know what you're talking about. It's because they're doing that thing where they have like the what if Miles Morales was Hulk stuff as well. <sighs> like they're starting to do that. Like they'll have him become other superheroes. So, mm, okay. Yeah. Now he made it sound like what he made it sound like what I was saying about like Spider Man and X Men. You used to be able to walk into a comic book store and maybe there were three different books with the same character and different storylines. Same with X-Men. Now you walk in and there's like 10 different books and the whole thing with the, uh, what do they used to call them, Big Sexy? The limited runs, like 
What's fear the, itself. Oh, the series. event, the event crossovers. And you gotta oh. read. The, you gotta read the the event books. Then you gotta read the individual books. I'm like, I'm done. Y'all, y'all. And fear itself out. was terrible. Terrible. So it's funny. He's 17 and he's experiencing what I experienced back when I was in my late 20s. Damn. Little also, too comics too. are comics are getting too expensive, right? Like. Yeah, yeah. Right, you want to talk about age? I remember spending twenty-five cents for a comic. Was it no, maybe fifty cents? First book I bought was twenty-five cents, <clears throat> and Jesus. I was beefing about that. I and bought giant size. four dollars. I bought giant size X Men number one off the rack for fifty cents. Wow. Bought Hulk one eighty-one off the rack for twenty-five cents. Bought Pup, bought Amazing Spider-Man twenty-nine one twenty-nine off the rack, twenty-five cents. Had no idea. This when you could go, remember you could go to the drugstore mm. and you saw that carousel of a spinner rack. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, That's how I yeah. got in the comic section, and I didn't know what the hell I was reading. Like I, I would miss issues because I wasn't coming back every week. But it was enough that I was well, it's Spider Man. I can understand what's going on here. It wasn't some super long storyline. It was like just that comic. Maybe it bleeded over to the second comic, but it was just short stories. I'll go one further. I remember when I used to get Fantastic Four, X-Men. I can't remember, but I used to get them in the mail. Oh, I would have mail to me. Right on, right on. All right, man. Anything else we want to get into? We've been on here almost three hours. We got a female, uh, Jussie Smollett. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Before we get into that. Uh-oh. Pull out the receipt. Gentlemen, see this? This is the very first mm -hmm. book I ever bought or ever read as a kid. Really? This is what did it. Right there. Marvel feature, number 11, Thing versus Hulk. I knew who they were somewhat. And this is what hooked me and brought me in. I will never Marvel feature, book. yeah. Thing, the thing, that was, book. That's one where the thing would always have a second... Yeah, yeah, because they started off as um the first three issues were Red Sonya, then four to ten was an Ant Man story, eleven and twelve was Thing, and then Thing went to Marvel two and one, which is uh Marvel two and one. That's what it was. Yeah. Wow. Now you have like boxes the, of comics still. Me? Yeah. God, yes, man. In fact, yeah. I don't have a, I don't have it on, but um, I sold a bunch of books, had them graded and sold it, sold it. Goddamn. <laughs> I had them graded and sold and bought myself a Rolex. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yes. Are you rolling these up? Yeah, you throw your rollers in the side room, side, 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 side. Hey. <laughs> I did that in court, too. Judge cracked up. <laughs> had to bring the ratchet to the courtroom. No, had to. Had to. <laughs> uh, yes, I guess. What's her name? Carly something, I believe. Carly yeah. fake ass, something um, what did she do? Because I'm, I'm hearing different things. What exactly happened? Who, who knows the, the oh, the fake kidnapping stuff, yes. Because the link Russell. you put up, well, the link Mike put up initially when I saw it was written from a stance of like, leave her alone, you know, she really got done wrong. And then I'm hearing more and more about it, I'm like, oh, maybe you want to fall back on that article there, miss. What happened? You know, I think that the quick story is that the young lady called 911 and reported that she saw a toddler walking down the street 
by itself or something and she was concerned and then uh i think after that she calls a family member i could have them reverse but she calls a family member and like she just abruptly gets off the phone or something and then she goes missing for like two or three days my understanding mm -hmm. and then she finally turns up at her parents house disheveled some people i was listening to tyreek i don't know if he was bull bullcrap and saying she was naked and just all but she comes up and people start questioning like well where's that baby and what happened with you and she described it was a white guy red hair and a woman abducted her took clothes off took pictures of her you know kept her not tied up and somehow she got loose now the police have come forward and say we're releasing the 911 call we're releasing the internet searches that she did and it all looks very suspicious as if this could have been an elaborate jesse smollett type not really elaborate but a hoax um her boyfriend disowned her apparently online just looking real crazy and it looked like maybe she was trying to get back at her man or something and you know it's just and unfortunate because when this story first happened a lot of people online was like hey spread this out because it's a black woman who's been abducted and people don't seem to give it enough attention so let's make sure that this story gets out there and now you kind of come in to find out that yeah this wasn't the right one and, and does this make it look bad for people's you know be a hard time people to believe that women are getting abducted and that type of stuff you know is this another play for clout uh clout chasing that's just going out of control so so that's sort of the story you know it's just another one of these situations um unfortunately we're probably not gonna see the last stuff like this but man I just question why do we got to be doing like this is enough that we got to be fighting to do and get that we got to be doing this type of stuff it's just not hashtag a hashtag hashtag Tawana told the truth hilarious so that, that, was, that was one of the original ones yeah Tawana Brawley told the truth well uh, uh, I know he ain't shit yeah I said it I said it <laughs> So anyway, that, that's what I know about it. What you guys got to say about it? Was she doing it for clicks? I, I'm trying to figure this out. Probably. Yes. 25 how years she, old, nursing student. How would she get back at her boyfriend by doing this? Get yeah, she, she showed him. Yeah. The Alabama woman went missing two days last week. Searched online for information about Amber. So she she was looking up Amber Alerts. Uh, she was looking up local bus tickets, uh, and she also was searching the abduction movie Taken before her disappearance. That's why I'm seeing all the Taken memes now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I knew it was method acting. <laughs> I, I knew it was bullshit when I saw a story that said she was found. They tried to ask her what happened, and she was she was too emotional to say anything. Okay, but right then and there. If y'all find me after I've been missing, I'm I'm talking, I'm snitching. Okay. Conspiracy brother would say this is the maybe they got cloned. Maybe that's what happened. Hilarious. <laughs> maybe that clone. Carly. Uh, oh. uh, uh. Yeah, we got it. Well, she's got to do better. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> listen, listen, if you if you can uh 
if you can apply gorilla glue, gorilla glue to your weave, <sighs> and then complain about it and sue the company, and they get a what she the gorilla glue woman? She got a TV show or something? She did what? No, that's false information. She got yeah. something. She she got involved. She got some kind of deal. I remember this. I think she got insurance money. I think that's what she got. How'd you go to TV show? I will look this shit up now. Yeah, please, please do. Please do. <laughs> what network is this? The, the Gorilla Glue Hour. Maybe it wasn't a TV show. Maybe it was a. Uh... Maybe it wasn't a TV. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> That's what I meant. That's what you did earlier. Well, when I said TV show, you need to realize what exactly TV show it comes What had happened was. Why are you being so literal? I meant it was a news story on a TV show. You I could be wrong. I know I remember reading that she got some type of deal. Maybe it wasn't TV show, maybe it was a YouTube or, deal or something or a YouTube right. deal. Okay. I think they helped her with the money to get her like the stuff removed or whatever. Mm. I think that's what it was. And they and they maybe they filmed that or something. That yeah, was, they did actually. That was the TV. That's the TV show I meant. <laughs> you work on the material. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, gorilla glue, gorilla glue to put in the weave. Okay, yeah. not talking road scholarship, there are we? Jeez. Um, real quick, the uh, trailer for season two of Invincible drop. Uh, I thought this, the episode dropped. I was just looking at that. <laughs> Adam Eve is like. 53 minutes. That's yeah, I, I watched it. I watched it before the uh before we started recording. That was good, heavy, and deep. Yes. Wait, wait, wait. what are you guys yes. talking about? Wait, wait, what? Um season, season they, two is they, here. No, I don't know if it's here. They or put it up special? a uh, it said uh Adam Eve, it looked like it was a one-off special where they go into her origins. Oh, isn't it where she looks yeah. like a kid or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that was a uh, school. And they they put it, yeah, it, it got released uh, yesterday. And you watch ah. that, it's it's heavy and sad. I gotta see this. I'm Where watching is, this, this one. Is on Amazon. Amazon. Yeah, on Prime. Does, did know. anyone know that? I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know. Any, I just I uh, turned on the Fire Stick and they said Adam Eve watch the episode. I'm like, what the hell is it? So I was thinking it was gonna be like a because you know they did the uh, the 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 boys that animated. It was like nine different episodes around the boys' universe. I thought, and it was like maybe twenty to thirty minutes. I thought it was going to be like a quick twenty little skit or uh, um, adventure she went on. Nah, it was the whole her whole origin story. I'm trying to look this up. When I type in Adam and Eve, it's, it's on um, YouTube. First of all, if you type in Adam and Eve, you can something, yeah, something else coming up. So I want to make sure. <laughs> yeah. Just go to Amazon. Should we run the Amazon front page? What's it? Adam and Eve, Eve Adam, Adam, or Adam Eve? Adam Eve. Oh, Adam. See, Adam and Eve is something. <laughs> hold the ball game. Hold the ball game. Don't do it, son. <laughs> okay, Anyways. can you find out what you're looking for? <laughs> yes, it was not a TV show, but she did get her 15 minutes. She got a, uh, she launched a hair care line and she released a song. Oh, not a song. Cardi <laughs> B. Oh, you're right. Interesting. Release the song. I don't know do something. Don't do something. it. 
Oh, we gotta watch this. Don't go to bed with gorilla glue on your head. No, (laughs) don't do it. All right. Anything else before we get up out of here? Oh, uh, did you guys see the Mortal Kombat, Call of Duty, The Boys, Peacemaker? What? They have. Oh, in Call of Duty, they have like characters. Oh, in in the game, yes, in the game. Yeah, they had Homelander, Starlight. Are we aware that it's San Diego this week? Is going on? I had no clue until I talked to my man, uh, Robert, uh, not Robert Kirkman. Um, Sean Kirkham, who used to work at Skybound. Yeah, Mark, I'm down there in San Diego. Is that this week? Yeah. Send me some shit. (laughs) You know, had no clue. Because nobody, all the big studios aren't there, apparently. But there was an announcement. There is a new Punisher coming out in November, I believe. It is someone else. A TV show. New book. What what part of the studios aren't going to be there? Didn't you hear? A new book, Punisher. It will not be Frank Castle for this uh, particular stretch. The writer says the this. Or something like that? A what? Did they kill the Punisher in the book? Or something? They say he's missing. Oh. And they the writer says this is going to be Danny Ketch to Frank Castle's Johnny Blaze. And for those of you who don't know who Danny Ketch is, he's a second ghostwriter. So this mm-hmm. might be I'm surprised. I'm surprised it's not a woman. I thought they already did the Ghostwriter <laughs> Punisher thing. No, no, no. I was, just, I was just using that as a comparison with what the writer oh. said. Oh, okay. So the second Punisher is coming out. I saw a couple of you know art pieces of art from it. We will see. We will see. There's a new She-Hope book coming out too. Yes, there Boring. is. Boring. Yes, there is. <laughs> uh, cue the She Hope twerking. <laughs> Damn, Marvel. Uh, love it. That was crazy. That show started off with such uh, promise. I still think she's going to be one of the go to characters moving forward. Because if you read her book, that's really not out of character for her. Well, isn't she like the the fourth wall breaker? Like, yeah, you know, it's all meta. Yeah, yes, yes. Well, when John Byrne was doing her, that came out wrong. Pause. <laughs> when John Byrne was the uh, create was the uh, writer artist for the book. Lucas, yeah. Did you read Invincible in book form? No, but I really want to. That's what I really I, I want to get into Invincible. It looks yeah, really and cool. right above his side of his head. There is the compendium. Where? Oh, so you're already you're already into it then? We ain't ready. You're ready. Come on, Lucas. Come on. I keep seeing these clips of like this dude that has like basically an infinity gauntlet. One of the vulture mites or something. Yeah. Read read the book. Trust me. Read the book. All right. Well, Lucas, this was your first time being on the show. I think you did pretty good. Uh, fellas didn't tear you to shreds. Uh, <laughs> Dude, look, Lucas is our little nephew, man. Come on now. You know, I remember seeing a video clip of him when he was young that you that you put up online once. I think you went to go see him in Hawaii. Uh, and, yeah. he op- and he opens the door and just this oh, that was his joy. The door. And then Lucas oh, came out. Too. And Lucas came out and just like, oh, man, okay. Okay, and here he is right now, all deep voice. Well, you know that I don't think this is a good. (laughs) All right, Q over here with uh, 
Little Q's 17 now. Mm. The world traveler. Damn. He's driving my Prius. Thank you. Oh, and see, you just lost it right there. I gave him my Prius. He, he, and he's pissed off about that. Hey, man, I, my son got a free car. He ain't pissed out about shit. He, he is, well, he's driving. That's true. He's moving. Not on the bus. Well, uh, Q-Stone, where can they find you online, sir? <clears throat> you can find me at uh, getfirstlevel.com. Get your gun slinging on. Uh, Did you handle that situation you had at your uh, your place there, Q? Which situation? You put up in the chat. You had to deal with a, a personnel situation. Man, that's so many of those. You got to be more specific. I can't remember. You had to fire a guy. Damn. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that's going to happen probably next month. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hope he's up. Hopefully he doesn't <laughs> see this and get your whole job on trouble because you blasted out his firing online. Where he heard. <laughs> I guess anything possible. I didn't think about on that. On his shit. Elon board. Uh, and Pooh, where can I find you? <laughs> Why are you getting me in trouble, big sexy dame? <laughs> trying to set you up. You know what I'm saying? Lawsuit. See how these lawyers be working? <laughs> you probably got to deal with that dude already in place. I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and pull, sir. Where can they find uh, you? Find me on Twitter and Instagram. If you know, you know. All right, you're not on the thread. I hate that phrase. <laughs> what is? I was thread? on threads for two days. I was done. What is threads? It's uh, Zuckerberg's. Um, Copy carbon copy of Twitter. People thought it was going to take over, but they pretty, people pretty much was like, "Nah, we're good." True social. What's that? Truth social. Another one. Mike, Mike, talk to him, please. Talk I don't know what that him. is. You don't know what that is? I've That's heard of it, but I don't really know what it is. It's That's it's Trump's Twitter, Twitter basically. That's uh, what it is. Oh, okay. Shit. Hey. <sighs> Uh, big sexy, sir. Same usual haunts Instagram, Mark Wiggins, two Facebook, Mark Wiggins, Twitter, WSE, Mark. And I'll be going to my very first country western concert on August 21st at the Oakland Coliseum. A member of the, oh, I'm not gonna say the name of the group, but Did yeah, no, I said what group, man, group. You said Jason Aldean. Is that that dude that got the song out right now? Yeah. Or the video. I ain't seen, I haven't heard the song. I haven't seen the video. I don't give a shit. But I'll be going to that do a little business. Hmm? Yeah, be careful out there, man. And I'll be seeing uh, one of your people, Mike, mix a lot. Let me see him in a couple of weeks, too. Okay. So now I'll talk to him about some publishing. It's going to be fun, man. A lot, a lot of things going on. All right, and then Lucas, you can't find Lucas online because he's under 18. So, yeah, with that said, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, no, no, keep, keep it in 1000. You can't find him. You're walking in, I'll find him on Adam and Eve. You go to jokes, <laughs> but with that said, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you, and yo. You're watching this online now. We're on YouTube with this on the podcast Juice channel. Please like and subscribe and all that good stuff. We appreciate it. Work it like a job. We'll see you next time. Peace. All 
Okay, I gotta say this. I might 